Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 290 of the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast. I'm Jim, and I'll be joined by Eric in just a minute, but let me tell you where you can find us. We are on Twitter at Weird Science DC. We have a website, WeirdScienceDCComics.com, where you can go, and we review almost all of the books every Tuesday, which is DC's new comic book day. And we have a Patreon account at patreon.com slash weird science where you can go and support us for all the stuff we do here and also get a ton of shows in return just like the recently done thursday night dc comics patreon spotlight where me and eric talked about birds of prey number one and shazam number 12 so if you want to hear those and a bunch of other shows head on over to patreon.com slash weird science and help us out and like i said get a ton of stuff in return now if you didn't trust me that there are a ton of things to do and listen to over on the patreon i know who you can ask because it's time for the roll call it is the badass roll call and we're gonna start with my man manship t funk luke hollywood optimus prime 99 lone wolf marv Lawrence Lee, Niels Teort, my man Rob Lewis, Dalton Eden, Christian Falls, Ken Halleck, Lady Abby, Nick Adams, Mark Jager, Josh Vermillion, Aldrin Stoja, Manga Mark, it's back to Manga Mark, Eric G, David Fink, Brandy Murray, Bobby Bain, Ted Probst, I'd like to welcome and thank for becoming a badass, Brian King, Bill Abir, Thomas D. Felrath, Cam, Boris Polly, Tony Walton, Joey Bear Costco, Joseph Watchsick, Comic Boom Rocky, who has an awesome YouTube channel and also hopefully will be reviewing the Legion of Superheroes this coming week on the site. D-Man 3000, All New Dave, Carlos Segui, my man Pete from NYC, Polly P Down Under, Cellar Dweller, Luis, Ulysses Jones, Hakeem, Double A-Ron. Where's A-A-Ron? Simon. Ta- Swanee. I almost messed up Swanee. Anthony G. Missy T. Rubin. And as the music goes, the all-timer Reggie. Thanks, everybody, for being a badass. And thanks, everybody, for being part of the Patreon, if you so are, because we're saluting all of you as well. But we're going to head off to the books and we have a bunch of books this week me and eric are gonna be talking about a bunch and then i have a little section all to my lonesome as well but i hope you enjoyed the show and here we go Reviews. We can wait to hear Jim's reviews, and we want to hear all of his views. 
Ah, yes, it is Jim's Reviews, and Eric's Hooray. here as we go into our first section of books. We have three books. This is the big section the with Detective Action and Batman Superman. It's a very that. cohesive the section come together for it an is. entire section. And it's funny you have that, you know, the Batman and the Superman. Then they get together for a little party That's with ultra-humanite. Yeah. What, that party with ultra-humanite? That's what I do. I always do because that means you can go bananas, Eric. Is that <laughs> I go ape. Uh, oh, God. There. I, I thought you were going to end up saying you go nude. I don't know why I thought that. Well, but, because you uh, know me. That's, that's why. Just what you I know thought. what I am saying? But we are going to be talking about books that you can also go and read the reviews of these books on our website, weirdsciencedccomics.com. If you show uh, so choose to do so, do people read anymore? No. I'm not sure. I, I know that later you will end up having Perry White say some people are readers, some people aren't. And I just actually thought what he meant are some people are real dummies and other people are just regular dummies because that's what we seem to have all around us nowadays but what are we starting with we're starting with detective comics number 1022 written by peter j tomasi with art by brad walker andrew hennessy brad anderson and rob lay the code of two faces up to no good and it's up to batman to stop them too bad the batman's one step behind and tied up from, from the beginning of this issue but batman's still on the case which means tracking down every lady can which leads our cape crusader to infrastructure Information that tells us that the Joker is behind Harvey Dent's recent decision making, and everything going on now is a long game plan for the Clown Prince of Crime to start his Joker war against the Dark Knight. Yeah, and so that's how we start. Batman can't really come to the phone. He's all tied up. Aaron. If, you, and, if you remember at the end of last issue when he got all shot up and beat about the face, I'm like, okay, we start up here. It's like he is just tied up and hung above a bat of acid on his side. On his side, yes. That's the thing is we got to baptize Batman into the coat of Two-Face, which means we only got to do one side of damage. Yeah, and it seems as if this is Harvey's plan that if Batman does get dipped into the acid halfway – He'll just join up. That's pretty much the initiation. And then you have to do it because nobody else will accept your monstrosity bit of a human being. Then, right? We don't accept <laughs> we you don't no more. like you. And so as he is doing this again, he's doing the trope of any villain. He's taking too long. He's going through exposition, talking about this. It Before sets it up. Before we baptize the Batman here, I'm going to flip this coin. And my henchmen are going to decide whether they do good tonight or they do bad. We're going to do this while the bat's all tied up. Oh, shucks. I overestimated his co- like how good he is. Yes. He's gotten away, boys. And I do like the art in general of this issue. I think that there are certain things that are done very well. I had mentioned to you before we started recording. There are scenes, though, that I think the angle, it comes too close. The angle of the dangle? Uh, yeah. End up, I can't get the progression of what happened as well as if we had pulled back to see the whole deal. And you are dropping Batman into a pit of acid. I don't know why you want to keep just focusing on just the the acid itself and not showing this big deal to show the moves. It happens later when Batman's fighting as well, where you're very close in and you don't get the full scope of what's going on because Batman ends up shooting the side, the inside of the vat to make the acid spill out on to all the two faces guys while he then can kind of free himself because the acid 
drains out. And I didn't know what happened at first. I ended up trying to think, okay, what is he doing? What did it hit? Was it outside already? And I was a little confused by it because of that. But once you get, you know, look at it and kind of get it right in your mind. Once you go back and look at one panel, you're fine yeah. after that. And I'm saying even as he is going and then he ends up shooting the line across the whole entire look, warehouse. How, how great is this? The idea that, you know, okay, Batman's in a death trap. He's going to get out of this. Two-Face drops him in that death trap and all of a sudden we just have a Batman who's most of his costume throughout the rest of the issue is all burnt the hell up. But getting out now, he is trying to get everybody back. So, you know, he puts some holes in this vat of acid making the floor hot lava like he used to play as a yeah, kid or I always, as I an adult. Do. Exactly. And I only have one thing- bed, though, so I always die. I just jump into lava, and really, that's all <laughs> I want to do. I'm like, take me, lava. Take me away, and I jump My in. My dreams are coming yes, true. Yes, as oh, I go. Th- only four. And I thumbs up as I go in, as anybody would in that yeah. case, right? But – when we have Batman come out, he has to save the day, even though we have weird two-faced cult members going on. With the line that shoots across, it actually threw me off at first because it looks like he's just holding a gun and he's about to shoot it at this people. Is, but again, it's- this ends up getting me a little confused because of how tight the, the point of view is. But you keep going. I, I'm waiting, though, at this point because he ends up shooting a grapple line towards Harvey and the rest of the – and then the other one shoots out the back of my – where do you get those wonderful toys? I'm like, the whole thing is like, I expected him to go and do the whole Batman 89, but this is just a line for them to go and actually be saved. This whole thing. I'm like, that still works. Where does he get those wonderful toys? I, I do want the wonderful toys as, as myself too. And the thing about it though, is when he does shoot, you know, front and then it goes back again, it's very tight. So you have to, okay, what's going. And then in my mind, I had to wait till he starts yelling to the people, Hey, everybody grab on to this. And then I thought he's just being a jerk. It's like, 15 feet up they, they don't have the ups to get it uh, right so he just wants to see He's him jump pump your shoes a little bit it's pretty much why are you hitting yourself why are you hitting yourself they're just jumping and as they jump they go back into the acid and their feet are gone now they're just falling in the acid and they're dead but ah, i i just i like this this is again was your enemy. Yes, it was and the acid and batman being a jerk but i i do also like happen, to think where guys. you have this deal very specific for what's happening here you end up this is why he needs to keep doing things to make money because he has to leave this behind even if you did anything because the gun itself is just in the middle of all that and i can only imagine one of the guys jumping up and as he's crawling he ends up hitting some trigger and everybody's back into the acid (laughs) but yeah it is batman saving two faces cold that seems to maybe then set up again not you know it's more perpetuating your enemy because he doesn't want anybody to die it might bite him in the butt later but yeah batman is on the case to figure out what I, is I like causing this whole this. thing because i really did going with my own progression of how things are going on once batman is free and ends up saving everybody i thought okay it's, now it's time for the batman two-faced fisticuffs and stuff like that some bams out and pe- like peel is going on but yeah, I forgot. We have we have these group goons have gone out to do no good. So Batman actually has to stop them from blowing up a children's hospital that's in like, you know, production at this point. And right across from an actual children's hospital, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah it's a good thing Batman's better detective than I am because he remembered this was happening oh, yeah. and I did yeah. not. Well, we had the shutdown too. <laughs> You're trying to remember stuff. But even then, you have one of the guys. No, no. This, this is from this oh, issue. Oh, I know. Go, go, yeah, go that's do true. no good. That is true. I actually, when they said go do no good. I'm mesmerized I, by acid I'm and telling, these wonderful toys. I thought Two-Face was going to fist 
bump him too. The way they angle, I'm like, he's fist bumping. But yeah, they're going to do this. And the one guy, the one henchman looks and he's like, I'm not in. If When this blows up, that hospital over there, when you end up having these kids, what are you guys doing? I'm like, just stay quiet, kids, even though it does save them. But Batman shows up and beats these guys up. And again, this is what I was saying. You, you kind of get real close in. You have a set piece of fighting in a building that's under construction that seems like you could have some fun with it at least then batman just comes in three panels and it's just it's very it doesn't progress as well as i think if you would pull out but you do get batman smiling to the kids for some so he reason looks just evil. the idea that we have these goons here just setting up explosives on this pretty much just you know a fray a steel frame that's being built right now but he comes down and is pretty much batman about a way to swoops down takes them out with one hit kind of thing where we have the kids across at the you know the actual hospital doing batman pictures up of the wall and the smile because i'm telling you we talked about this on the patreon spotlight and shazam how much i enjoy batman interacting with kids because you have batman who is the creature yeah of the i night, liked it because that too i thought of that and- too but I love Batman interacting with kids and just seeing the I heart of Bruce Wayne. Uh, the weird thing about it is, too, is at the first read, I thought, oh, my God, Batman, why didn't you grab that guy and save him? But he did. It's so, like I said, the art ends up being too close. And it does look like he swoops and grabs the guy that's getting kicked over because he won't blow up a children's hospital. Because you do see somebody under, under his arm there. He ends up, Batman seems to have grabbed him. And then swing in to kick the other guys, throwing that guy into them and, and taking them down. So nobody did die. But again, the progression I thought was a little off, but I do like him smiling at the kids and then using this as part of his detective work where he's trying to figure out who are these cult members with Harvey? What's Harvey up to with this? And he does end up with some detective work very quickly, finding one person who the the woman about. And this is kind of, it was played out before that these cult members, they might be sick, they might have some problems, all that. So he ends up going back to the one lady whose husband died of terminal cancer, but was ending up doing bad things so that they could get some money. They have the money. Batman says, I'm not going to touch the money. You go with that, you know, you have a life with your family here. I'm sorry your husband died, you know, and goes off. But then that leads to him then questioning, you know, the big guys with Two-Face, the, uh, you know, having Vice and Versa. And when he talks to Versa, talking about what happened, you, you get a pretty good progression until what you will tell everybody is a little, you know, faux pas on That's the, the thing is, I'm having fun with this issue and this whole big thing. And actually, this whole background where Versa goes and tells us this idea of like, you know, he was a regular street person and goes back to the idea that he, you know, digging through garbage and he hears a gunshot and him and, you know, his buddy go and they check in and see Two-Face kill himself, shoot himself in the head back in, Which you know, happened in the Robin. new 52. Yes, exactly. Batman and Robin number 28. So I'm like, okay, we're getting some weird things because we've been dealing a lot in this story arc with the idea that Two-Face still has that bullet in his skull. The only problem with all of this going forward, though, is that the Joker then shows up and we have this weird bit where the Joker... He wants to, you know, he's playing the long game, like I said in my blurb, where he has Hugo Strange do some brain surgery on Two-Face. He has some Mad Hatter tech going in there from Jervis Tetch to control him, give him ideas, and they can even make the freaking bullet jump to cause him pain. And this makes sense for the faceless, you know, the face on top of the face Joker, the Joe that we had during Death of the Family, because even during that arc when we got all the other villains together and talked about how Harvey Two-Face Dent is not one of them because all, you know, he was a goody two-shoe 
was got some acid thrown in his face and started playing bad. None of the other villains respect him, especially the Joker. So this makes sense. It's just in the progression of where we are. Faceless Joker doesn't make sense because Damian Wayne's already dead here. He We've survived death of the family, and Joe went – look, Joe. Joker went off the cliff and would have discovered the Dionysium caves at this point in the Batcave to grow his face back and start working on Endgame. I love a smart, dedicated Joker who has all these plans going on in the background setting this up. It's amazing to me. It just does not work because we'd be working on Endgame and at what this point. I, it, it, And what I think – and if you would say, well, why didn't he use you know, Harvey before? I think that – like you said, it's the long game. He's and like, okay, seen keep Harvey, it. Harvey, though, in between this yes. as well, which doesn't just kind of Well, again, with I this. think that they kind of are going to – would say to you, well, that's Joker just letting him do what Harvey does. We don't need him right now. I'll kinda, and, and you could even play with the Joker, which would make sense. The Joker is a very flighty. At one point, he yeah, forgot oh, yeah, about it. This then thing. he goes back. I do think that while it is wrong in the continuity for the wearing the face Joker, yeah. I think that what they're going with is, quote, unquote the new 52 joker and that That's would the be thing. the visual i, I, I of wish it. he was growing his face back at this point like we're halfway there like we could see the dionysium working on him or something like that at this point to grow the face back so we know we're in yeah a, in and, and again area. just to make it very clear what you're saying is by the issue that they're calling out of the batman uh and robin 28 which the batman two-face story yeah. deal this was not the joker anymore at that point no saying, we going. were done death yeah. the family that was this joker i'm by just saying people I don't know the new 52 and know what death of the family was. I just wanted to right. point out fully that Honestly, that was we, done. We were done by like issue number 17 of that. This, you know, the Two-Face shooting himself happened in, you know, issue number 28 of Batman and Robin. And then we would start Endgame in number 35. And what I said was, well, maybe they were playing where you can go, but they definitely have Damien dead during this whole deal the during the new 52. Arc, so yeah. that puts a stamp on exactly where it was. And so it is off visually there. And you can play with but, that idea. Like you said, about the well why didn't he use him before why didn't we see this before we didn't see harvey for a whole long time so he might have just been hiding out but then starting with rebirth we did start seeing him and yeah you just went you know all-star batman all, all that stuff and then some with, detective stuff. and some detective stuff that you know maybe you just hey he was flighty and he didn't do it but yeah visually it is a little because off. Well, visually as well, this is one of my favorite Jokers because when they made this Joker, he scared the hell out of me. I'm like, you've added a new dimension of horror to this character who's already horrific and I really dig it. And when they got rid of him, I'm like, oh, oh so I'm, soon? I'm telling you that – and it might have been the first. I, it might have been number one where they ended up Detective Comics where you just have that face even, hanging on the wall. And the thing is, even me saying this, when he went off the cave then is when Dula Dent would have found his face so he shouldn't yeah, even have she this would, at Yeah, this point. she would have had the face and that is true as well that I forgot about. So yeah, uh, it it's not awfully bad. It's it isn't. But it's I'm more than you, a nitpick. But I, like I said, it doesn't work completely. But I appreciate I like what we're it. trying to do. See, here. that's the thing is, I can look past that visual deal because they really are trying to put a timestamp on. Yeah. This is the Joker back Which then, and and we do both of us love that. And so going with this, the thing I can say for Tomasi though is he is going to. Get his book hijacked a bit when the Joker War starts. You have James Tynan doing the Joker War in Batman. You're going to have all these times. You can see at the end of this issue. So they funny have a he list. had his book hijacked in Batman and Robin during Death of the but Family. I think he learned his lesson. Because here we go. He is having his book hijacked. And it's almost like if you're going to hijack me, I'm doing it on my terms. I'm telling a Harvey Dent story in this. 
I'm tying this in. And I, almost in my mind where James Tynan's like, okay, I'm going to do the Joker war. I'm going to have, you know, the Riddler. I'm going to have the Joker. I'm going to, and there's Tomasi like, you're going to have Two-Face because I'm going to make you because he's getting involved right now. And I do like that it does seem more like people are playing along. And that's the thing that I like the most. A lot of these things will happen. Say just Tom King, Batman, you end up having things that ended up getting so wonky because nobody else would play along. And now you're seeing that the Joker War is still a couple issues away, but we're already preparing. This is what we're you used to, to the like Joker War. back in the, the day. Is, I say I used to like, I like the synergy, but I hated it for my wallet because I could never collect all of the issues for how many they, they used to do it back in the 90s and 2000s. And stuff. We haven't done anything like this in such a long time, had this wide kind of crossover. I'm like, I look forward to this, even though Joker, I think, is a little, uh, he's used a little too much at this point. I'm kind of sick of him, but if t- uh, Tynan and all the rest of the writers have something big in mind and can actually pull it off, I'm like, Maybe this is what we really need as DC Maybe. fans to get back to this I'm big I'm telling you, just on the side, me and you were – I was at your throat yesterday. I was ready to quit. I, I was ending up telling you pretty much I'm done. I'm not doing this podcast anymore. I am depressed about these books. And then you can tell. I, I mean, how much different do I sound right now? Because I read these issues, this one as well. And you told me last night, well, maybe the Joker War will do something. Like, it's too long and I'm not – and no, it, it actually – this setup has me – pretty happy about what's going on. And not only the setup to this, but once we get past the flashback area where we see what happened to Two-Face, the reason he's acting this, we get to the present-day Joker clubbing down something that we can't see at first, even throwing some dynamite, and it looks like we're going to be adding somebody new to the roster from the Court of Owls, if I would think. And this is another – I'm glad I forgot all about this part. Not that I thought (laughs) we were done. I knew we were still going, but I forgot it because, again – we're a little too close. Why are you showing the Joker close up throwing dynamite, then an explosion with him holding his ears? And then you have something that is supposed to, in my mind, get you so pumped up. It really seems like we're supposed to be fully on board of, oh, my God, it might be this, this or this. And all I can say is I kind of see an owl. Where I was he like doing an this? And that's where I thought, boy, you're not really pushing it, it to just the limit. Seems- it's not pushing it to the limits, but I do want I do appreciate the close up for this bit because you want to have that big reveal at but the that's end. So you, the d- thing, you want to know. I don't know if this is supposed to be a mystery or if we're supposed to be like, holy crap, we're going to get so and so because no, no, it I'm does sorry, look in my like mind, the deal. It seems like you see this thing in my mind. He's opening back up the court of our labyrinths that Batman sealed years ago. But even then, you know, and that again. Uh, you're going to go with the new 52 before that, the whole deal. That makes sense that you're going to tie that in. Hopefully the Batman who left didn't kill all of the Court of Owls and Talons that well, were left. Well, you have that whole deal. The thing that gets me there, now we're kind of in my ballpark here. You've thrown it into my court of the idea that the Court of Owls has been doing stupid stuff since then and just blowing up a, a statue that whatever is under there. Those Talons seem to be at specific spots that they know are there and go and get because you could say – it seems like a talent that they would go get. And, uh, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this will be something else, but that seems to be the play. Like he's going to go down into the talent. The reason basement. Calvin Rose has not been seen because he put himself back on cold storage and the Joker's going to freaking laugh and get If it's him. Calvin Rose, I'm telling you right now, just get Joker ready. Talks and I'm up. telling you, 10 out of 10 until he's done because <laughs> well, me and you have been you, begging for him. Book. We've been begging for him. That'd be awesome. That'd be great. If it <laughs> if is Calvin. If doesn't know Calvin Rose, he was a good talent who had his own series for a very short while in the new 52. 
too, which you and I kind of enjoyed because it was just a kind of a cool take on something. Yeah. Yeah. And with that, I think the last we saw him was him diving into the bay, saving everybody. <laughs> and then he kind of ended up, I thought that's what it was. I, I but. think he showed up for something in like a Batwoman, something weird where he was just mentioned and really had no purpose, but he was name dropped. But yeah, you're obviously getting the owl there. So you're just going to be like, you know, the generic deal of, oh my God, the Joker, he's going to get the court of the owls. And and when people say that, I would be like, well, what does that mean? I mean, what does that really mean? Because we saw them doing nonsense during Green Arrow. They were nothing. So what is this? And they're we'll see. Hobos and sewers. Oh my crazy. God, they're, they're just ridiculousness. So How the well, mighty have fallen. And I would assume that what we are going to get is he'll go down and you will have that refrigerated area with the talent and he'll get a army of talents, but... What if I should send James Tyner to tweet and ask him if Calvin Rose is showing up? Yeah, he won't answer. <laughs> he won't yeah, answer. I said, he, he might. Well, you, you do that, how, so then how if he does, people, you look great, right? How many people do you know would ask him about Calvin Rose, of all He's things? He's not great! You. Uh, maybe yeah. me, but I wouldn't yeah. talk to him because he, he wouldn't respond. And then I get sad again, and then I want to quit. That's what oh. happens. Uh, I have problems that way, you know? That's oh, what happens. Oh, but yeah, so we have all this going so on. Long. And like I said, I do like the art. I do like the hobo in the point when they go and find Harvey does look like Keanu Reeves. I'm down with that, well, Eric. I'm there. Uh, but I think at points it was a little too close I up. I find it breathtaking. Breathtaking, you say. But yeah, I still like this. I really did. And this actually is a weird excited. deal that all of a sudden you kind of shift gears, but I'm in. I mean, well, it yeah, got we me. needed to shift yeah. gears because you and I reading the code of Two-Face, I'm like, what is with Tomasio's codes? They never end well. And it just seems so weird for Two-Face to have a code. Well, What's that, Tomasi? There's a reason? Oh, my. Tell me more, Mr. Tomasi. He ended up, I saw online, he said, hey, I have an Amazon Music playlist. It was all Cult of Personality. That's all it was. 17 Cults of Personality he had. He's a real Living Color fan there. I thought it was a Paolo on a harp. Yeah, really. He might have that, too. But the Amazon playlist. He might. But, yeah, that's true, too. No, you, you can't go there. It's only for the ladies, Eric. This one's for the How ladies. It's good. Uh, yes. But, yeah, what would you give this? I'd end up giving this a 7 out of 10. I actually really enjoyed this issue. If the only thing that I really have a big issue with was we're forcing a timestamp on this, and it just does not work for me with what they want to do. But it does get me really excited for the Joker work coming and what this side, you know, I say side book because it's just not Batman, the main title. But it gets me excited for what Detective Comics is going to do with the Joker war in tandem with the rest of the Bat books. Okay, Boomer. Yeah, I, I'm going to give it a 7.5. You're a Boomer. I'm going to give it 7.5. And the same deal. I? I said I had issues at points with Al close up, and I was a little confused. And that made me read it twice. I don't like doing that. I'm lazy. No, if I'm going to read twice. The score goes down. Uh, but I didn't look at the page count. I was I was pretty excited, and and it was one of those things that each part going. As I saw it kind of unfolding that the Joker had planned this and this was leading into the Joker where I got more and more excited. Of like, huh. oh, my God, they're actually doing I'm something. And, and I'll tell Look you right this. now, we're going to be talking about action comics next. But when we get to Batman Superman, you're going to have the same kind of issues or thoughts for me. Not really issues. The idea that if you show a continuity or show me that you're working at something and make it make sense. I'll give you some props. I just need that. And a lot of times we don't get that, which usually is Brian Michael Bendis, and that leads us into Action All Comics. Right, segue. Number 1022. And I'm not going to say anything he does here is wrong. It's just that he doesn't do enough of it, and he ends up, in my mind... He Bendis is this. Well, Bendis it. It reminds me of me when I used to try to convince people that I saw Return of the Jedi in the theater. You go vague. 
You, you don't tie yourself into anything. I'm like, so what was your favorite part? But all of Bendis it. Bendis is trying to tell us a story that he knows nothing about. I'm saying that he's trying. Uh, actually, this is not, and this might be a hot take, but I don't have that. This is what I think. And tell me, <laughs> tell me if you think as I am loading up the hot take, Eric. It's too late. I think. Well, I haven't told you what he's doing yet, have <laughs> I? Have I? Do you think that I have said anything? You have a stroke. You're slowing up here. I'm just saying, have I said anything that would make you think that I have done anything? I'm, <laughs> I'm telling you, I have too many files that have hot in the deal, and it, it's, I don't know what it's those getting are. me upset. Okay. No, they were the hot 100 stuff for no. the uh, pop culture. So what I think he's doing is not just, hey, I don't know what's going on. What he's doing is kind of the fake it till he makes it. He is going he's to stalling. be, he's going to end up being vague until he can turn what happened and what will happen into his version, Eric. That is it, Eric. He's going to wait until... I missed hot take. <laughs> Uh-oh. That was lame. Oh. Why, why, did I, why did I do that, Eric? That doesn't help my cause at all. No, like, do you know what I'm saying? Is he's going yeah. to end up doing little things that are going to change everything to his take, and then he'll reveal it. This has been all the time because there are things in this that get me excited so about stalling everything. stalling until he actually has a story. Stalling until the story can be turned into his own <laughs> is what I think because this is written by Brian Michael Benesart, by John Romita Jr., Danny Mickey, Brad Anderson and Dave Sharp. Well, I struggled to get to the halfway point of this issue, and I'm telling you, I struggled. When I looked, I thought, is this an oversized wow. issue? And I look, and I was on page 11. I, I thought I was on page 40. The second half had me more on board. It's funny because I didn't really like the way he presented things, but after reading it and thinking about it, I did like what was going on beyond the music. I didn't even hate John Romita's art as much this issue. And while Bendis danced around the issues, what was presented did have me a bit excited. Plus, the ending with Jimmy and Lois was quick. I actually think it's one of the better scenes he's written. That scene, I thought, when they go to what they think is Leone's house, I thought that was very well done. Didn't like the other stuff earlier at the Daily Planet that now seems to be an edict for Brian Michael Bendis himself, where we said, and we mentioned it a lot, where you have to have Superman in suit in a Superman comic at least once. I think now he's like, okay, well, I'm going to show all these scenes at the Daily Planet where he ended up saying Superman revealing the identity a thousand stories while well, we're getting the boring stuff because I don't need to see a full out bullpen argument about hey we're, we're owned by criminals oh, that, nothing happens there. Lumbar's pissed yeah, Lumbar who looks like Lip Shriver there I, I'm telling you when you look again <laughs> look at him he's them but he even does that, look like Lip Shriver yes he does and the idea of it though is like I don't know that that's you know particularly a Lumbar thing I think but that haircut's working for him, I, I don't mind him there as, as looks, but I just didn't like him to be – somebody has to be the voice of, you know, hey, I don't think that that's good and I don't want to do that. And you set us up with well, this. we have the thing, like the idea that you said at the beginning that, you know, Bendis was talking about Clark revealing his identity will give us a thousand stories. But what we're dealing with is the second story of that, like we revealed who Leone is in the Invisible Mafia. I'm like, this is the next – I'm like, I, I know it would be lame. It would piss off a lot of people, I think. 
my thing. But the idea of like, okay, we revealed Leone to the world as she owns the Daily Planet. She is the mastermind behind the Invisible Mafia, which it might do something. I don't really know from reading this this comic series because it didn't do much. But the idea is she just goes away. Let's deal with the House of Kent stuff. You know, like, hey, we have Superboy from a previous timeline, Connor Kent in this universe. That's enough to satiate me. Let, let's get on the like, you know, let's get on the business of this whole thing and not actually do what Bendis does here, where where you need to talk about it. We have Connor Kent in the Fortress of Solitude. We have John Kent and Brady and Five coming back to the future just to hang out for some reason, even though it seemed like time travel was a big no no for a little they while ago. Say it at a point that it is this bad type unnatural stream fluctuation as if it could do harm. Eh, just but pop it in and out. Hey, what's going we, on? We have this thing. And not only that, I'm telling you, I wish it was only that, but when we bring in the freaking Hall of Geniuses with Mr. Terrific, I, like, I did like that part no, just no, no. because we're adding those characters no, no. in now. I, I like it. But the problem is we don't go anywhere with anything that we want. All we do is like, okay, Superboy, um, what, where are you from? I don't know, but I think it's from here. Maybe a previous timeline. Well, what's that mean? I don't know. Well, what does that mean? I don't know. We talk around what we want to talk about and actually never get to the point or heart of anything. And it drove me nuts. I'm telling you, you have a hall of geniuses here with everybody working on the idea of things being rewritten, timelines changing, crisis is doing this, that, and the other thing. This is the meat of the cheese that I want and want to talk about hardcore ever since fucking Flashpoint. And what we're going to be dealing with going after, you know, Doomsday Clock is now taking some big effects going on with Ma and Pa Kent being here. I need to know more. But with what we're being presented with here, with Superboy freaking playing like dummy for some reason, doesn't even know what he was doing before. No, it like, seems like he doesn't know what he did f- a week ago. Like, where were you from? Because obviously it looks like Bendis plucked you out of time, sent you to freaking General in 1998 for the way you look here. Like, did Infinite Crisis happen? Did a Superboy Prime kill you? And then later you came back to life. Like, what is going on here? Did Brainiac 5 and the rest of the Legion help bring you back to life? Because that was a big deal, too. Tell me where we are with Conor Kent's timeline. Story of continuity. Because Story not only continuity, that, Eric, we I guess. know personally from what we're dealing with, we know there's a break in the timeline when the Flashpoint hit and we start the New 52. That's the like a, a great place to pick up, but this Connor Kent he gives us is not that kind of. And you mentioned that there are some things that could be played. First off, I told you that I'm really it, it is beyond me why you end up having a Hall of Geniuses and you end up having somebody from the 31st century. You end up having Brainiac Five, and they don't even say. Uh, can you tell us what the time yeah they say hey is this going on oh that's cool but they don't go enough and also the idea where you could have because a big thing for the legion even though who knows what's going on with this one and all the stuff that's going on is that they got separated from that you know all this flashpoint stuff that i wish that it was spelled out more because you do have somebody from the future there, seemingly there to kind of deal with stuff but he's just there for the ride he he barely gets involved if we talk to Brainiac 5 about this, he would just be like the doctor's wife, River Song from Doctor Who, whatever they'd ask, and she'd just say, spoilers. Yeah, yeah, probably. Spoilers. It, it would probably be. But you also, in this, I don't mind because you are mentioning things. And I, I'm telling you, I'll get burned by this, but I am giving Brian Michael Bennis the benefit of the doubt that because you're that. spelling it out so much with these breaks and things, and because- Remember Young Justice? Well, I'm saying because of now, 
now. And this coming up seems to be lining up around the time where you would have had the deal fired. You may not. Yeah, they yeah. might have already known we're not going to do 5G. Maybe this is the start of what we're going to see to kind of get things maybe a little this is better. Maybe leadway to something maybe that's not happening so anymore. So I'm going that maybe it's a leeway of the next thing that you'll kind of go through after death metal. Maybe at least. But the whole idea of them sitting around and talking about stuff, realizing the multiverse, talking about the, you know, the severs in time, the crises and all that stuff. It did get me a bit excited because I did like the characters that were involved as well. It seems like finally somebody told them the kind of characters you should have in a squad that is based on something. That detective squad stuff that he had (laughs) and that Leviathan was ridiculous. Also, maybe I'm happy that Leviathan's only mentioned with a newspaper headline and we get rid of it. No, (laughs) it seems odd that it's just pushed away. There's a lot of big things that happen to these characters that Brian Michael Bendis wants to make us think are huge. One being Connor in Gemworld. Why doesn't he mention that? Why doesn't he say to Superman, I don't know what happened. I woke up in Gemworld. Gemworld? And let's look into that. They did some messed up. Remember, actually, the thing is, I do like that because that's one of the funniest lines in it because it's just so random and out of nowhere. Remember when they were cool? Do you guys remember when Star Labs (laughs) was cool and there's freaking Michael Holt? No. No. (laughs) He doesn't. I guess it's terrific tech all the way. That's funny. That is funny. But, you know, that's not giving you the answers and that's where I get upset. It did make me giggle too, but it, it did upset me a bit just overall that I'm excited about what's mentioned. You're just not giving us enough. And yes, I realize that Star that's been our problem. The whole industries. Young Justice is a blueprint to look. I mean, and everybody out there seems like they love Naomi, but really, what did you get from that six issues and you got nothing? That's what he's doing now with issues Connor. And Superman, but that's what and then Connor is now. Issue Young Justice. Connor's exactly the same. We're going to yeah. s- find out a little. It, the weird part is, and, and really, it's been over a year. Now my score's going down, Eric, because it's like a year and a half, this, I think. Just imagine. Imagine you are reading an issue with the character being talked to by Superman. Connor is talking to Superman. You have the character that's been involved in stuff being questioned by Superman. Why do me and you know more than Connor of what happened to him? We, I know. From reading these other books, we know more. He's not saying enough. And the uh, 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 of the – I understand he's nervous. I understand. I understand I that this is supposed to be the natural Bendis dialogue. It gets annoying. It gets so annoying. Then it gets worse when you do have Brainiac 5. And John come flying in like I don't even know what. They, they look like they've been on a bender. It looks like they're heading to Los Vegas. Hey, oh my. We took a wrong turn at Albuquerque. You know, there's Las Vegas portals that we yeah, see all really. the time. So, and it's like, ha, ha, k right away. Brainiac 5 from the 31st Century Legion of Superheroes identified... John, what are you doing? Well, I was hanging out with the 31st Century Legion of Superheroes. Oh, well, who's this with you? Well, let me introduce you to Brandy X5 from the Legion of Superheroes. Later on, you have it again. We get it. You don't have to say it over and over and over. It becomes unnatural. The way it is me coming into the, hi, Eric, my I'll name's Jim. Hi, Jim Werner of Quakertown. My name's Eric Shea of Quakertown. Eric Shea of Quakertown. It's, like it's not like we're using an obscure Legion character here. It's Brady F5. He's one of the most well-known. Kalex announced like- him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Kalex announced him when they came in. He might as well have had a trumpet. I announced the 31st Legion of Superhero Brainiac 5. And you have to keep going with it. And it really, when you have John say, oh, this guy, you mean, I, you go, I promise, it's not even that bad. It's worse. I promised Brainiac 5 from the Legion of Superheroes that he could come back and look at toilets. 
toilets. And then, toilets. yeah, he's there all up. And this kind I'm of. I'm guessing they use the three shell method and, in yeah. Demolition Man. Yes. Yeah. Or that, or it just goes the opposite way, like Australia. Think you can scrape your asshole with shells? Maybe. Maybe they've gone beyond pooping. I'd like <laughs> to do that. But yeah. It just and beyond pooping actually means they all have colostomy bags. It's awful. But you end up with or amazing. the idea, or they just, they all wear depends, is what happens. And then the, the diaper itself eats the poop, and that maintains. Matter. There you go. Get over here. That's what they might do. Actually, maybe that's what they're giggling about. I don't about. like the 31st century. Shit-eating boy. That's, that's the new one. Shit-eater boy is in there, and it's taking care of everything. Isn't uh, that an old bit we did? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was shit-eater boy, <laughs> and he's back. So you end up, though, where you start that with the idea, oh, my God, there's John and Connor meeting, and they just shake hands. Okay. Amazing. They're done. <laughs> and you end up where- you, Pa, you, did you go and get a cooler son when I was away? Yeah. Cooler? Cooler. Well, you have that fabulous jacket. Fabulous, yeah. That's all he cares. The fabulous jacket. The jacket that has those spikes on it. It's not a jacket I want to wear. I'm a klutz. These jackets are really pronounced in I this issue. I am a klutz with that. Yeah, because it's, it's fabulous, Eric. Fabulous! It is fabulous. So you end up where they're going to try to figure this out. Do you mind if I bring in some experts that are going to go to the Hall of Justice no, to talk to the, you know, the big brains? We go off to Perry, who initially starts off, people aren't always readers. Some are doers. I don't, some people are just illiterate. I mean, really the whole country is going to crap and he's talking to lombard lombard oh, yeah i see that but lombard's pissed well, and they're worried about the feds coming in and shutting them down because now that they've released their own they pretty much exactly they pretty much you know released the, an idea that is their own undoing at this point if the, you know the government wants to get involved and shut shit down because this is you know and lombard's pissed because this is his livelihood but you know it's we're the Daily Planet. We have a, a dedication to the people and the truth. And says, we're all under contract, so we go business as usual until we have problems. But then you have later, hey, I'm quitting. I'm going. Oh, you're under contract. But you also then well, have to throw in. Shows up with her new lawyer, <sighs> Manhunter, Kate Spencer. Kate Spencer thrown in. And I'm like, okay, here we go. I thought that we'd have lawyers keep her here close and stuff in like case that. Leviathan shows Well, that's up. all it is, even though I thought that she kind of was spelled out a bit and, you know, doxed a bit of being a bad guy. But you end up having all this going on. And this is the interesting stuff because it's not that interesting to me. And what I thought was funny is the idea, and this is my crazy mind, Eric. This is how my beautiful mind, I've as they say, works. I, is no one says that. Perry, right now, that's Brian Michael Bendis. He is trying to convince us that the Superman reveal has bumped sales. It's made everything better. They're going to be <laughs> great from there because it really plays off that way. Look, You wouldn't believe yeah. how much the paper's I'm selling now you, after and that. And it is all like the idea of, well, everybody's complaining. Everybody's Our upset. periodicals through the roof. they're interested. You don't understand that this reveal of Clark being Superman – it has made everything I have a better. Perry, that readership's going to go down. Yeah, it's going to go. Yeah, that one paper went up and then down again uh, because that's and people would buy that paper for that. I but yeah, oh, yeah. the whole deal of this it, it really played off in my mind of Brian Michael Bendis in a weird sort of behind the you deal know the way. Last time I bought a newspaper was when was. It? September 12th, 2001. Yeah, so there you go. Well, that would be, you know, a deal. So you end up, look, Event Leviathan, Metropolis, Doom Battle, Superman's Reveal, the Invisible Mafia, all of these crazy things. They're upping the ante. People are getting on board. They're excited again. I'm thinking it doesn't last there. Brian Michael Bendis, because this book is really going down in the dumps. But yeah, you, you get that where still Lombard's like, I'm out. 
He's going to leave. Everybody's going to kind of go. They even say, hey, are we going to do the paper there, Mr. Mister White? Yeah, we're going to because the, the news doesn't stop. Jimmy, shut your mouth. But it does lead to a tip that Lois and Jimmy go off to, which is set up here because we go off to Leone and Red Cloud. And I thought there's two things here that made me laugh. And you kind of mentioned with Leone, but the, one of the things is that Leone just, hey, what are you going to do? I'm going to be invisible. What? You're not invisible anymore, says who? And then you also get Red Cloud, who ended up seemingly did a hero turn, which I think just didn't go well for Brian well, Michael Bendis. So he has to go back. Well at all. Even the whole thing when Super when uh, you know Red Cloud took Lex Luthor's deal and attacked Superman initially, Leone was pissed and said, you know, with the invisible mafia is going to war. And then when we had the Leviathan Legion of Doom and Red Cloud team up where she couldn't kill Superman, for some reason she's welcome back into I the I think fold this is just a full up reset. I, I I don't think yeah. this is what was going to happen. So you end up, well, I'm going to do this story. So Leone lets Red Cloud in and says like, yeah, what's going on? You could have killed him multiple times. I didn't want to do it for Lex Luthor. I, I looked at him and I didn't want it to be on his terms. But if he goes after mine, I'll get him. I'm like, all right, right, you just tried to reset things. <laughs> and what- I, I will tell you the most interesting part about this whole conversation between Red Cloud and Leone, who I'm not, I'm not a fan of these characters. They're brought in new and they're just not doing much for me. But when Leone says to Robinson Good, I'm done looking for, for this, the perfect earth. This perfect earth, yes. It, and I'm thinking to myself, if that we could tie Leone into Naomi's home world, maybe even make her her mother at some point, because we have to have this weird Bendis worldview of everything ties back to what he's doing. I'm thinking to myself, this just the idea. And not only that, but the thing is, I say that, and I, I, I think I could just be wrong, because if you want to take it back to what we see here, where you have the original car from Action Comics number one that Superman was crushing down, what, is she back from an, another Earth that now exists thanks to Doomsday Clock, where Earth 2 now yeah, exists I, I, at some it, point. It's either one of those. And you could have Naomi's Earth being that as well, maybe in a weird yeah, way, it but doesn't it doesn't work. work. The, way that but explained the in that. thing is, though, that I'm glad you brought that up because that got me excited as well, the way she said it. But the one thing that I don't like... All right, you're doing something, Leone. Leone. seems like a... Besides for being quiet Le- about Leone things. seems like a smart lady, right? She's doing this stuff. She might not be as invisible as she should be, all these things. Well, you have Red Cloud, who has just done a hero's turn and actually was accepted pretty much sight unseen from the Justice League. They were there. She helped. Why aren't you using this to your advantage? You have a villain here, Red Cloud, that could just go and waltz up to the Justice League, Superman, Batman, all of them, and be accepted. You know, maybe they'll be a little wary. Maybe Batman won't fully trust her. But it seemed like the way he was playing it, Brian Michael Bendis, I mean, that she was now accepted. Oh, my God, you helped us. All right, that's great. Let's go. And just to say, and and can't be going on here in my mind because Leone says, you got to make sure you show the people on the streets that you're bad again. It's like right away saying, screw that. Let's do it. Why aren't you playing with it? Why aren't you playing with what is going on and what you may be able to do? But it doesn't seem. But yeah, her saying that other other Earths and this is the, you know, the, I thought this was going to be the perfect one. looking for the perfect Earth. I'm like, ooh, you just said something interesting for the first time ever. Thank I'm telling God, you, that's one doing. of the things I like. And then we go off to and really when she says that you go very quickly off to the hall of justice to talk about different earths different timelines and things so it does have that you know mo throughout this whole thing this theme and i did like seeing the characters and i i do give him a credit where we had ray palmer and ryan Choi adams because i think that's cool everybody's trying to figure out what's going on but 
in the yeah, in the end, maybe the argument, oh, yeah, maybe the argument in this would be when you get that many smart guys in a room, nothing's ever going to get done because no. nothing really gets done. There's a lot of talk, not a lot done, but they decide to go off. We talk around the problem. Yeah, they they decide to go off to Ma and Pa Kent, and there's a weird play here in Smallville. They go, you see the Kansas sign. You don't really see a Smallville sign as they go. To the house of Ma and Pa Kent, which was supposed to be hidden. It was supposed to be hidden at this point. This whole deal, they were supposed to have they just decided not to be. Well, then, no, this is what I said. If you ended up, welcome to Smallville, you see those hay bales, you do see a little glint there, a lens flare. If I ended up seeing these exact hay bales right there, where all of a sudden they went through a hologram type thing, and okay, that makes sense. It, It doesn't play out that way but you could still hope that it's like that because this should not be exposed especially with what's been going on and especially all that has been pretty much brian michael now, bendis it's, it's it's a big deal though to have mom pa kent back we've talked about it previously where they were mentioning stuff like that ever since the end of doomsday clock where you know dr manhattan moved you know helen scott's lantern back six inches towards him and he became the green lantern and we had the justice society which instilled this hope and like you know sense of duty within john kent to teach clark kent to be a freaking superhero when he is a teenager to become Superboy. There's all these ramifications which brought them back to life. It stopped them from being killed because he was out and about as Superboy at that point. Huge deal. Now we're seeing it in the actual comics. But the problem... The problem is that we, because we have them here and we have John Kent, you know, the Superboy John Kent and Brainiac 5 here is that if we brought Superboy back into the timeline, we also brought Superman being a part of the Legion of Superheroes, making it so that John doesn't need to be a Legionnaire and Brainiac should have worked with John, like, you know, Superboy back in the day and small. True, but that's why I think that they're saying that our Superman here doesn't remember everything. I think that things are wonky. I think that Brainiac remembers. I think the timelines are swirling around. Well, Brainiac actually just says, that's odd that you don't remember. And so something is funky. Now, it would also be like, it's also odd that John is there, Mom, Pa Kemp. But this is the weirdest thing. We had this with Wally West. It's the same thing with Wally West. If somehow somehow you could tie this in and we all of a sudden are saying, and this would be to me, okay, listen, we had Superman Reborn go on. We had all the Doomsday Clock, which actually just kind of melded us back to where we wanted to be at the beginning of Rebirth. And everybody's going to remember the great things. But it it is wonky. It does really. If you read the Titans book with Wally West, it's going to remind you of that as they have. And really in Smallville. They don't know the word deja vu. Uh, What is that word for when you suddenly remember things that you like? Somebody say it, please. But yeah. Imagine this whole thing, though. If somehow we got to some weird kind of event, I don't want Brian Michael Bendis to write what I'm talking about. We're leading towards something here, like, you know, a post Superman reborn, some kind of thing, you know, a post doomsday clock. The changes are here. The, The timelines are swirling around. We have to. We have to get to something, but what if out of nowhere, in some book where, you know, let's say Superboy is guest starring for some reason, Connor Kent, that is, where Jay and Irie West show up and say, we need you, Superboy. What do you mean we need you? We need you to find Connor Hawk. 
And all of a sudden, everybody who has been left behind, like all of a sudden, Black Lightning's daughters, we like all of a sudden, all of these characters are out and they start remembering things from their past life in this other world that everybody else has forgotten, except for certain people when they get touched or just hear the names. Can they show up like, we need you. There's problems. What? With me? No. The kids. It's your kids. It's the kids. Or <laughs> your friends. Or the, your kids. Like, it would be well, awesome. Would grow up to be assholes It'd be or something? Awesome. <laughs> and maybe we will get that. I mean, there could be some things. This is what gets me excited about some me of the stuff but it, it just doesn't get far enough here. it does that's what i'm saying we're not doing and it i said it in my blurb I, I end up reading this all right well then i end up taking a shower and start thinking of things i'm like oh my this like opens Thinking up time. this opens up some things i mean this is pretty cool what they're going on and y- you do end up having connor who says oh i grew up on smallville mom pa so they go luckily they're back you go to have them and you end up even but skirting. Why does he look like he did before mom pa kent took him well, out we'll have to see how this is because they even say like oh man you look bigger or small you know all these things going on and then you have connor kind of saying i'm sorry you know pa dies she cuts him off you have superman that seemingly wants to say well you die from me you know in the deal okay sorry don't be sorry boys let's go so you don't even get that's where i said he ends up being vague about what they're dealing with at the idea because it does seem at one point like they're about to say you know pa died during the superman brainiac arc but like you know we don't get that far i'm like it it, was he gonna say that or is that just me jumping to conclusions about what is he gonna say or is he just being so freaking vague that it's just like we can't put a timestamp on because you know maybe knowing that and saying so like it's weird for him to then say and i'm sorry too like he's a one-upper and if that was the case maybe you would have had connor freak out a little when brainiac 5 shows up you know things like that that you're not getting the full deal and it is hey if we would have had something i'm telling you it ruins brian michael bendis's legion of superheroes book which might actually be a good thing in oh my, my mind where we have this meeting and then mom and pa can't that <laughs> eric is, you know what's coming though because i didn't reload anything no hot lame. take there you go you got a hot take but where we have Mom and Pa Kent recognize Connor, even though they didn't a second ago, we have that weird Wally West zap remembrance, you know, recollection kind of thing where all of a sudden, because these things are happening, we get the Brainiac 5, you know, more adult who was in pre-Flashpoint starts changing in front of them because of the timeline is and changing. And then Pa dies. Awesome. No, don't, don't kill Pa. <laughs> but it, I actually like the, the I do too. It. And with that, I like this. I like, you know, there's some tears going on. The fabulous jacket is mentioned, you know. So you have all that going on. And, yeah, I like what it could mean. I'm not going to give it full credit because it's just a coulda, shoulda. We haven't gotten there yet. But I do like we're we're getting more about Connor, right, in this couple pages with the Kents than we have in, you know, 14 issues of Young Justice. And I do like that. But – the problem with Brian Michael Bendis and why I think he goes vague is because he can't quite figure out that when he gives you an answer, most of his answers lead to 17 more questions instead of the opposite. He, he doesn't end up, I have 17 questions. He has one big answer for it. It goes and he cannot really put these answers together because some of them are impossible. He is writing himself in some very weird positions that I only think will end. Again, this goes with your stalling deal. They'll only yeah. end when you 
just boom, everything resets. And then you have everything. All right. Well, I remember you because of this, that and the other thing. We remember what we are. It's like the Superman Reborn. Who can really explain to me exactly what is remembered and what not? Because I think the Superman Reborn is what's screwing with Clark. I know Superman Reborn and I couldn't even tell you how Super Reborn works out in the end to make us have a Superman Reborn. That's the whole point. Well, you know, we got this red energy and this blue energy and they did some stuff and all of a sudden time rewrote itself. Mix a plate. Oh. Yeah. And and people don't even remember most of that. I'm telling you, I sit there and talk to people and they start arguing about Superman Reborn. They have no idea what it was and and really I don't either. It's hard to understand. Because they never spelled out what somebody remembered and didn't remember, especially with Superman who has two Superman combined. I was just hoping to get some Winslow shot toy man showing up more often. That's all I wanted. I I just think that he is this kind of combination and because of that, he has some memories, he has some that aren't and this is screwing with him and maybe where Brian Michael Bendis, this is the start because it does seem like a concern with Brainiac 5. Then he kind of on the sly starts taping. He's like a a peeper when he starts filming everything for the archives. When we started doing this thing then where like, you know, a Superman Reborn, okay, we brought back – because we had the classic Superman from the pre-Flashpoint who had gone through everything we've ever read back from the, you know, the 85 reboot on to like, you know, the 2011 reboot in the Flashpoint. We've had this whole Superman here, all the history of the death of Superman. We have that added into the new 52 continuity. Things are altered here or there for the most part, but what is the death and reign of Superman without a Superboy? Yeah, yeah, it's, it gets wonky. That's the problem. That's the other questions that come up. So when you end up having Superman... Must be Superman Reborn. All of a sudden, we're back to me bitching in 2011 at the comic book shop at my buddy Tony, who had no idea how to answer any questions. Like, what do you mean we have the Green Lantern continuity continuing on here, but Superman didn't die? How did we get Parallax that a cyborg Superman didn't destroy Coast City? Leave my shop, Eric. There there you go. We don't need this nonsense, Take your books and kindly leave. leave. Give us your money, and I'll call you at work for it, but you got to (laughs) leave. That's what ends up happening. But like I said, it's exciting, but then also brings up a lot of questions that we'll see if they make sense by the end. But this scene at the end, like I said, you end up getting Lois has a tip. It was alluded to at the end of the scene with Leone and Red Cloud, where she seems to think that, you know, I've been told where this invisible invisible mafia have been killed, they're placed. You end up seeing that big canister, the lead deal. So they are led to where, you know, seemingly they were. Jimmy's there along. giant lead tube that all the, you know, the invisible mafia, Yogurt and Slim Jim and whatnot used to go and have their little conversations. You remember Yogurt? Yeah, Yogurt. And so when they go in, you do have them like, you know, Lois is smart, but she's going to be on this. This is something would be. They're dead. You see flies. She thinks. It's funny, too, because she says... I was told to find we'd find the bodies here, but then seems to be alerted because, oh, no, they're dead. It seemed a little weird, but I do like this. I even like the progression because Jimmy does work with Brian Michael Bendis's dialogue. He's a goofball. I love him. And I and do have de a bit here. I, st- like. I like the way that that sing song dialogue and it's really only jimmy that i like it with because he is goofy <laughs> now when you go oh, you they have bed sheets here. that that's nonsense but when you have they still got pillowcases pillowcases don't make no sense but when he's there you with lois who's jimmy. trying to be very serious she's doing her undercover thing and there's jimmy. oh my god the bodies looks like i'm crying scene photographer jimmy he's now he's now big rick butters, butters. is what yeah. he is and i like that i think I that's funny pretend. let me sneak a couple 
picks because Lois says, we got to get out of here. Something is not right. We're being set up. In the meantime, you do end up seeing Red Cloud coming from behind, but it looks like the Red Grim Reaper, or at least me in a red hoodie, and then end up seeing the Red Cloud deal. I don't have a red hoodie. I had those red shorts that everybody made fun of. Now, I will will talk to you about one thing with this whole idea of the cliffhanger where it does look like Red Cloud is going to lead Jimmy and Lois into a death trap to kill them to get back at Superman. Whatever you want to do here. I think Red Cloud's going to end up being good. (laughs) Well, that's the thing is, I do think from where we left off, we were talking about the idea of like our progression of story with Robinson Good. Maybe she is a double agent here going and working with Leone for the Justice League. Yeah, I I actually think that possibly – it may be the opposite of what I would like there, where I think that she's going to be a double agent actually working more for the Justice League against Leone. We'll see. We'll see how it goes, how this is played out. If she ends up saying, listen, you know, Leone, well, that's the thing. Brian Michael Bendis does have an opportunity here to play it coy for a while. You can have the double agent, but don't reveal exactly who or what it is right away would be kind of a cool kind of deal yeah. and a cool cliffhanger. And I do like that scene. I do like Jimmy. I just don't ever Expect him to be able to tell a proper story. You know, hey, uh, we're here. Can I use your bathroom? There's Jimmy. Just being Jimmy. It's just not. Oh, Jimmy. Uh, what would you give this? I would end up giving this a 5.5 Ooh, out of 10 because I'm telling you, there are some Must big ramifications if done properly. Reborn. But from everything I've seen of Brian Michael Bendis since he came to DC, I know he can't do things properly. And he just extends things and like like pushes it aside to the point where all the questions I want to like, you know, have or have answered. They never are, and this are push aside till we move on to something new. So, and this even the big thing of the ramifications I talk about. My biggest problem with it is we talk around it. I, t- I talked about this the entire review. The idea that all we did was take something very interesting and talk around it, but ne- never actually get to the point with a character that I love. And I'm like, you're you're just stalling and not doing anything for me. And the art, while I do think that John Romita Jr. is doing a little bit better here than he has previously, still John Romita Jr. art, which I don't like. Yeah, that's true. And, and really, the thing that I don't like is 5.1 connor's connor's chubby face at the beginning seemed weird and then also and i'm not fat shaming it just look weird and also superman just always looks off he he writes or he's drawing on these superman books he never looks right superman always looks overly tired and it looks like he's got whiskers and i'm not talking a beard it looks like he's, he's got, got whiskers. whiskers he's got the whiskers and he, he always now. looks drugged out I'm looking at the one. It's okay when he says it's okay, Connor. Actually, I think officially neither do I. Looks like he's he's just shot the heroin. He's the heroine. He's doing. He's got the H going. That's not my Superman. My Superman doesn't do heroin. He does math. Does he get a needle? He does math. And he gets it from Kalex. It's ending up. Kalex is his dealer. You don't know. Kalex is the villain of all I this. Shit. Pusher, but I actually, with all this going on, I am trying. Desperately, Eric. I'm trying to not use the past Brian Michael Bendis nonsense to end up skewing my thing of what could be going forward. That sounds like you're in a bad relationship right there. Well, I am. A violent one, even. I just started reviewing this. Brian Michael Bendis said he changed. I'm I'm never saying that I didn't say because usually that's I can change him. I can't change this guy. He ain't listening to me. I am new to reviewing this book on the site. 
I yeah. took this book over Sucker. from you. Oh my God. One of my worst decisions besides having kids. <laughs> and so when I go to do it, I do want to have an open mind with it. Now I will point out that I have had some discussions with Tom Felrath, especially about John Romita Jr.'s art. And what yeah. he ends up telling me is that he thinks that John Romita Jr. draws a great action scene. I think that is BS because I like wow. this art. Where's the action scene in this? That's why I think I like it. You don't have that nonsense action going on that you can't even follow. And see. And also, uh, usually you end up having Klaus Janssen with John Romita Jr., not here. And I've been told that, oh, man, they do so well together. Well, I do think that you end up having uh, Danny, Mickey, and Brad Anderson, I think, do a really good job with them here doing all this. And I think that that's a good deal. And no action. So it is pretty good. And Liv Schreiber there. I'm going through it looking at this. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't want to end up thinking. Okay, I like what is being presented, but I'm going to give it a lower score because I know he'll mess up. I'm going to get his haircut I'll, in this quarantine. I, I need this I'm shit. I'm going to end up being the deal where, you know, fool me once, you fool me eight times, whatever. I, this right, is w. a start. You're on call. And now if you mess this up or just never get back to it, I'm going to start, you know, going down. But I gave this a seven because it I remember did when end I up, was yeah, you. I remember it. And then I remember you coming in the work saying it's now war. <laughs> you declared war. <laughs> it was right. one, two, three, four. Now I declare a thumb war. He done did it. On Bendis. But I did like the scenes. They just didn't give you enough, but I'm going to give them the benefit Jim. of the doubt. I know I'm Jim. a sucker. I know I am. Jim. But, uh, the heat is on. The heat is on. I know that I'm a sucker. <laughs> it's on the street. I really realize this. I want to be fabulous. I really do, but I, I know it's going to end up jacket. It's going to end up making me just mad, but Kick hey. Me outside. Uh, what else? What else am I going to do? What that? else am I going to do except go to Batman Superman number nine uh, again? Another writer, Joshua Williamson, who I have some issues with. I have said, and I still have some, but he does done good. This issue, you, written Joshua. by Joshua Williamson. I felt I ended up uh, just before we go on with this. I ended up having a flashback. I think he goes by Joshua. Yeah, or just Josh. Yeah, he goes by Joshua. He, he thinks he's he, he wants to be the the computer from War Games. That's all he wants to mind, be. For some reason, Joshua sounds more childlike than Josh. Really? He, he just he wants to go around. Shall we play a game? All the time. And people why. are like, you're weird. But yeah, so with this, I ended up giving this a higher score than I've been giving this book. I'm not going to reveal yeah. it yet. Spoilers, Good as man. River Spoilers. would say. Yeah. You end up, though, the conundrum that I'm going, I'm thinking, should I tweet it to him? Because one of the times where Eric <laughs> no. ended up not liking the Batgirl, the Batgirl of Burnside, where when he finally did like it, he ended up, I tweeted it to uh, Cameron Stewart, Babs Tarn, Babs Tarn, and, you know, all that. Brendan Fletcher. Fletcher. So, and they got mad. And they threw shade. Yeah. Oh, how dare you it try to tell us enough. this? Well, the other thing was, though, where if you remember, you said, can't believe can't believe you tweeted to because half of it was explaining how much you hated them and yeah. then this was it's the same thing i did here i started yeah. out with the idea of like yeah so i'm not liking me. this you didn't do that right Either. what <laughs> joshua williamson already hates <laughs> yeah, us yeah. you tell me you did not tweet this uh, time. i tweeted it too my i made oh, a mistake God. so hey that's what you get I, that's what you get you don't human. get upset i wanted him to know that i was on board with this and i gave him some props actually i'm lying i did not tweet it to him because i learned oh, my you. lesson i ended up thinking because my whole intro paragraph is i have not liked this but i did give him some sort of lead way out i gave him a backdoor out saying 
this book has been kind of controlled by other things. Yes, I didn't like the Zod crap. And that seemed to go against continuity and then try to put it back in the package and send it back out with Zod and Superman. This issue, though, starts with him really showing that he's taking a good and solid he effort. He knows some he's, things. And, he's making, and these are things that aren't necessarily. Is he on a podcast maybe. talking about these books each and every I week? I thought that maybe this would be something, well, if it was the Flash book, he should be on. But these are beyond that. And he does a good job. But it's Batman Superman number nine. Stuff written showing by, up in, from Superwoman yeah, at the beginning yeah, of Rebirth. Written by Joshua Williamson. And that even ties it into Teen Titans. Teen Titans which yeah. that is the step that impressed me because most Mwah. would. Skip that. Most would have skipped it. Written by Joshua Williamson, art by Clayton Henry, Alejandro Sanchez, and John J. Hill. And I do like Clayton Henry's art, except one panel, one panel only. That and that fucking panel. And that is, if you if you know what I'm talking, it's when Superman turns to Lois, and it, it just looks weird in that. But while I have not been impressed with this book so far, How again throwing shade at the beginning, this issue won me over a bit with its art. Tight continuity and story setup. Yeah, there are some problems. And it continues the trend of not getting much from an individual issue. But I'm just glad I'm not pissed off reading it yet. Me too. And it's it's kind of the thing where I'm sitting here with a lesser deal of what you just said about action comics. That you know, I don't know that Joshua Williamson is gonna screw things up because this is not, you know, pointing out big things down the line. This isn't the grand scheme of things. He's telling a story and he's in Gotham and he's using Batman and Superman and he's using an airtight, in my mind, continuity to tell it, and that I appreciate. I, I appreciate well, I'm that you, a this lot. This whole thing with atomic skulls going up and this the idea that you and and I talk about the reformed atomic skull is something that we really enjoyed. The idea when you do that a lot of times, like you don't get it very often, like you know, kill, like Killer Frost got reformed, you had uh, Lex Luthor become Super Lex, but most for the most part, they usually go away. Atomic skull, we were worried about, especially when Damian Wayne captured him, I'm like, but he's reformed, Damian, why would you do this to him? But this continuation where Something is going on with Atomic Skull. He needs Batman's help to talk to him because something bigger is on the way. I'm like, okay, you've done all your due diligence here with Atomic Skull. But the best part in my mind is that for how little we have had in the past almost decade of Ultra Humanite, our big bad secret by the end, you can't really fuck that up. No, you can't. And it's great. You can do whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. Now, these are the things that I think point out to me. And right away, I'd like what, what was that? What was that freaking uh, that arc? I think it was in Superman Wonder Woman or whatever it was, where the last time we saw Ultra Humanite, but not exactly like this, where he's bringing back the dead, I thought. Yeah, I forget. The Zombieville? Was that something? I know that the Earth 2 stuff kind of got wonky no, with no, that, no, right? I'm, but I'm that was not even involved. the Ultra Humanite okay. and the normal stuff and a book that you remember. reviewed back in the New 52, where it had something to do with Clark back in Smallville. When the dead were rising. Oh, well, and I that, thought that, that was, was actually right before that was. If that's the thing, it would have been, I believe, Action Comics, where you ended up having uh, Superman go, and that was right before the whole, you know, first Superman, you know, death of Superman and truth and stuff like that right, going right. on. Because it was a wonky little story. Greg Pak was doing he was it. doing it. It was Action Comics with Greg Pak, okay. and it was. And I thought it was a weird kind of wonky. I, I, didn't, I don't remember him that, being in that, but I, if he was, it would have tied into going underground with our geologist in Tell Lana Lang. <laughs> I mean, when she yeah. was there as the whole deal with that. So it would have made sense that he but would have ultimately, been there. But ultimately, with the Ultra Humanite, how we know him good and proper, with how little he's done, you can do whatever you want, and I won't complain. No, and, and even with this, there's little things. And this is where you usually have the little things go wrong, especially with DC recently and all that, where you have problems. These police 
find there's a body that's washed up onto the shore that Gotham Harbor. They sit there and say, we better tell Bullock to light the signal. That is a smart deal to remember that you you have Bullock as the commissioner at this point as the intern deal. And also the idea that a, a paper goes up to remind us that Superman has revealed his identity. You get a timeline. A little later, you get mentions of the city of Bane. Also, in a really weird deal that I think might... Remember that deal where you had the city of Bane, you had things going on, and you had... Sadly, yes. You ended up having Tom King have, and I forget who it was walking through the streets, it's up to you, Gotham! Remember he was singing like New York, New York, and... Oh, that was Bullock, yeah. yeah. So you have that, but you even mentioned that a little, because if you can survive in Gotham, you can survive anyway. I'm like, I don't know, that even ties in with me, the whole deal, and that, that was pretty cool. So you go... And it just keeps going towards the line that you have Batman use the continuity as a detective thing to figure out what's going on, though he figures that out a little later. And the only thing with that is you end up everybody comes in. There's even people who come to Gotham to prove that they can survive. Yeah, here. those people are assholes. Are. Well, what it is because we talk about it all the time, like the idea of like you know there should be job fairs all the time for like Arkham guards, police officers, and pretty much anything because people would be leaving in droves out of Gotham for you and me just discussing this at work here and there. I'm like, people come to Gotham to prove it to themselves. I'm like, yeah, those people are die. jerks. They're what the dead. hell are you doing? Uh, every day, yeah, the Duke family did every, that. Every day should be that whole scene where when stuff really goes. Thomas, the, Thomas family. The, I said yeah. Duke. You have the bridge all tied up because everybody said that's every day. They're all heading out, but yeah, and it's it's the lead in to have Atomic Skull there. He's running yeah. through this. Ah, you know, Batman's there. Batman doesn't. This is the thing. I know that I've complained about Joshua Williamson consistently doing every issue. Well, that's Superman. I really like him. He's a guy. You know, you always yeah. have. It, that isn't what happens here. And I pre- it is the idea, well, I have to explain why I'm not calling Superman, which is fine, but we know it's Batman. He, all he has to say, this is my it's city, Gotham. I'm going to deal with it. So he ends up, ah, but Superman has his hands full. This might be a Superman guy, but let me see what's going on. And yeah, you have him running. And- well, even the idea that we have a Superman guy here in Batman... You know, it's Gotham. Obviously, Batman's going to take care of Gotham problems, but it might be one of those things like, let's see just how strong these Superman <laughs> Maybe. villains are. Maybe he's like, yeah. Like the time know. that Superman showed up and he was fighting Clayface and all of a sudden Superman didn't want to wait to talk to he Batman, just so he just him. froze Clayface. Yeah, he, froze him. he just froze him and said, and just Jerk. like, let's get out of here. That was that great arc that we liked of Tom Taylor <laughs> and the Batman <laughs> Superman. So you end up here with the, you know, Atomic Skull's running through. Batman's got to stop him. And you have this whole play of Batman bringing up, man, this is Atomic Skull. You get a little background which is good people don't all know atomic skull so you get this little thing no. and even with the idea he became a good guy they hardly knew he know. he became a good guy he was even with maggie sawyer and the metropolis police all these things going on but it looks like that didn't stick he's still trying to figure out what is going on because he does even see where you have atomic skull freaking out and a Apparently, or, you know, on the deal, looks like he's trying to kill police officers. They are not. They are on the deal. And you see it more and more as this goes on, where they start talking wacky as a hive mind. We find out that's because they are being controlled by Ultra Humanite. The reason Batman ends up realizing and takes them down to protect Atomic Skull is because they end up having the code that's an old code, Eric, but it still checks out. You can go on the no, Death no. Star. They have old uniforms it check on out. the GCPD. Yeah, it doesn't check out. He says, no. uh, you know, and I like that. It's like, well, uh, you know, I, I mean, Bruce Wayne. I wish it was like that. Uh, everything is Return of the yeah, Jedi. He ended up 
you know, buying new uniforms after City of Bane. And these aren't it. He realizes that. That's the detective And you work. said that he has too much money. Yeah, really. Look at all the stuff he's doing for Gotham right now. Building freaking other Half the other time, I think that these are all like bullcrap. He didn't really do this. He's trying to look good in front of the Atomic Skull. He just guessed. Plus, because then he says, plus they smell like death. Also, they're talking like I, we, us. I mean, they're really going wacky near the end. Well, you have saved Atomic Cops, Skull. <laughs> Atomic Skull says that he's going to take me back. He's going to make me do bad things. I wanted to do good. You know, I can't anymore. All this stuff. You don't understand. I was living a happy life, Batman, away from all the fights and death. But he wouldn't let no, me. No, he wouldn't let him. And it's funny, too, because I, I keep thinking, are they, are they talking Damien still? <laughs> oh, my. But you end oh, up no, saying that's, that's the best part, because even where you and I are thinking of this the entire time, because that is the last time we saw Atomic Skull, it's like, I'm not a bad guy. I didn't even kill those psycho kids, and I totally could have. I'm like, yeah, you don't even need the editor's note for us. No, we know it. Don't tell Batman that Skull is referring to recent issues of Team Titans. We haven't had that annual yet. That seemingly is when Batman goes and and talks to Damien about it. you got to have that talk. Yeah, so you have this going on, and then he says. Now, again, this is where it's the trope. You're going to get this in all sorts of media, comics especially, of – Please, Atomic Skull, just say Ultra Humanite. Say Ultra Please. Humanite. Say that he's down in the harbor. I he's down by the river in a van. Even, even when we have this whole thing where Batman realizes the cops that are trying to apprehend Atomic Skull are you know, being controlled, pretty much dead it seems like half the time. But the whole thing before Atomic Skull is about to like tell Batman what's going, he explodes in a blast. I'm thinking to myself – Please tell Maggie I said thank you and that I'm sorry. And I'm sorry. I, I think this is a great line. Just giving like harkening back to the second chance that Maggie Sawyer gave him with the Metropolis Special Crimes Unit. I think that's great. But the whole thing is, I hate so much when people just don't get to the goddamn. But he knows he's on borrowed time right now. He has to spit this shit out. Please tell me. Yeah, please say it. And and with that, it happens just, so often. I love that you're throwing out Teen Titans deal, and really nobody wants to reference too much of that Superwoman and this whole Atomic Look, Skull being a good guy and coming from that. That's pretty much the best thing that happened in that Superwoman series that oh, we yeah. had a rebirth. So it's my favorite. It's thing. a shame that it seemed, you know, Atomic Skull seems to be He's dead because come we come like back it or something. I'm telling I you, the thing is, I, on, I wanted I him want... to just be on the Metropolis Police Department Can forever. You Oh, yeah, so did I. But can you imagine if they just did a six-issue mini-atomic skull as a superhero? It would be great. I just want – I mean, you end up – and I actually was thinking before, and it kind of comes back into there. You end up having the Gotham Central – book that everybody loved with Greg Rucka. Special Crimes Unit? Let's get Metropolis in here. Let's have that with Atomic Skull six issue mini of them just working the feet up on the desk drinking coffee. Oh my god, he's... Maggie walks in, feet off the desk, Skull. He's drinking, you know, Atomic Sludge and stuff. He's drinking... hard ass Sawyer. (laughs) Oh, it would be great. It would be great. And then when she says, like, man, what a life we have. No, what a half-life. And then they all laugh. (laughs) They all laugh at the end. Atomic. I would love it. I really thought of this before, and then I'm looking, I'm like, he dead. But yeah, this he is dead. my one big problem but, is this explosion, Eric, is too uh, big. I, I, I don't care about the explosion because <laughs> we don't know how atomic skulls radiation I works when see, he explodes or something. I'm not saying radiation. Like I'm saying bits of buildings are flying I apart miles Batman away. Acid. You end up Batman there. This is more than ground zero. 
He's just, he is the, he's three yeah, inches yeah, zero. I'm telling you, he is way beyond, he's in the negatives. He is not social distancing it, no, atomic skull when he blows up. It is ground negative 60 is what he's in. I mean, really, <laughs> Deep it inside, blows Albert. up to the point where it is wrecking. When Superman shows up, he looks like all of a sudden we're in deceased. The whole Mushroom city cloud. is destroyed. It looks awful. Batman's okay. He has a fractured something. He won't even let you. And he's under a car that looks like the Batmobile. What happened? Because he was at that whole deal. They should be calling Damien right now and telling you, you Batman now, boy, you better go up quick because he is We dead. don't have enough of your oh father to bury Damien. Uh, all of a sudden, it's Battle of the Cal. It is on again. <laughs> Somebody do something because it is bad. But yet, Batman's fine, Getting which to the you're going to have to have him be okay. It's just, oh my goodness. But yeah. Getting to the point where Thomas Skull explodes, or just getting back to the last bits where you could just say, Ultra Human, right? Here's the lines. No, there's more to it, Batman. You need to run. I escaped so I could warn you. They are coming for you. Next. He, you only have to insert a word there, a name. He's furious that he's going to hurt Superman using you. I'm like, just say Ultra Humanite. Say, oh my God, I have to get here. Ultra Humanites after Superman. He's going to use you to get to him. Boom. Just say something. Yeah, and I would have liked to have seen the idea that Ultra Humanite is there, like, you know, because of the control and kind of doing and almost has like a Suicide Squad type brain bomb deal that he could activate. And this is him trying to almost like silent, you know, mafia where he can't say words or whatever. But you don't get that. He's just beating around the bush because. But the problem is, and I said in my review on the site. The the issue of my mind with this is you end up having Atomic Skull not tell them, but you show us at the end who it is. So there is no mystery. Oh, well. So why are you doing this? You just Go. killed the skull and for no I, reason, you son of a All bitch. I can imagine then is that Batman even says, now, is that body still around? Because he does end up saying, I'm going to take a, a look at this body back in the cave. Now, if he survived, this body should have. And that would have been the case where they go back, they can trace the signal, stuff like that. It may or may not be from within well, we the house. Have, we still have atomic skulls, you know, like, you know, power suit and like his skull sitting there deflamed at this point. Big He's hole dead. in his I'm head. I'm really hoping that, exactly, maybe he, we could still get a an atomic skull with a hole in his head you know it's reignited. just like a nuclear power plant is that like his lazarus pit can we do that just throw him in the three mile island and then he's good right or pretty much the atlantic ocean in the new jersey way right and that's the what other that, thing where luckily in god and simpsons the almighty rod yeah yeah it's the rod the yeah just get the rod. Like, we need that I actually thought that those Gotham police, where you always say that, boy, everything bad happens in Gotham. Luckily, that wasn't the Wildwood police because that body washing on shore, that ain't nothing. You ain't lighting the signal. Uh-huh. That's normal. They're actually like, it's a swimming day today. Oh, it's <laughs> Wednesday. Go. Gotcha. Let's go out and swim. Put the green flag up. We're out. Yeah, so all this goes on and you do unfortunately have these – detectives uh, actually not detectives just kind of beat, beat cops, cops too. so one guy ends up even getting shaved around i'm like yeah, maybe we should go look because i don't think this body washed up i think it was running out of the is cave a detective exam oh, coming up this? here what are you trying yeah, to do like, what are you trying to make the detective oh no he's trying to make dead because they go in and it is ultra human I know. this is what happens when you work too hard you go and say like, okay maybe i should check this out even though i don't have to right now oh i got killed by an albino ape with a human that's mind. always what happens you're saying to know your 
your role. Right? That's what uh-huh, happens because, uh-huh. yeah, Ultra Humanite gets the one guy and just destroys him, then just drags the other one like, hey, I'm sorry. You know, my body kind of does that. It isn't, you know, me. And it kind of seems below me with my intellect and mind to get, you know, below thrown me. out with that butt. You know, you're going to help me. We're going to do all this. I'm going to adapt you now because I think I just lost all my people in this explosion. He says Atomic Skull doing that ended up screwing up some of his plans, but not his ultimate deal because he is going to end up having this one explosion won't stop my atomic army. And that's what you get. And that's pretty cool. Amazing. And then you have also, Eric, next guerrilla warfare. That's like jail ape. And it made me yeah. laugh. It made me Look, laugh. I'm telling you, you've got a talking ape monster here with a superior brain talking about an atomic army. I'm like, you're ringing every My bell ears that I want to hear ringing. right now. <laughs> yeah, so you, you have that. So we're going to go and yeah. This is like cool. a 50s era sci-fi fun and I want more of it right away. And again, the whole story is taking a little bit long to set up. And we didn't even mention, we kind of mentioned in passing at one point, you do have more of the continuity where Superman wants a date night with Lois. He ends up showing up and it the press matter. is there. In Paris. They're, they're, they're yeah, in Paris. And they're, yeah, the press is taking pictures. Oh my God, the paparazzi. Hey. And then he gets word, oh, I got to go to Gotham. Boom. Because of the explosion and things it, like that. It, so it, it goes It's off. not enough for Superman to have godlike powers, you know, be married to a but super also attractive babe like Lois. Is that what you're But saying? they can go on date night yeah, to really, Paris? Perry. It's a date night. It's date night in Paris. I'm like, you Rockefeller, you're just pushing it in my Maybe faces. Really. I'm boycotting Superman. Down with Clark Kent. One guy's Paris is another guy's Burger King drive through Eric, is what I always say here in Quaker <laughs> Baby, Shop. you could supersize tonight. <laughs> oh, my. And I, yeah, and I do mean the meal. <laughs> I want to make that. Sadly. <laughs> I want to yes. get that straight, right? And then I, they say, I'm sorry, sir, we don't supersize EDs here anymore. <laughs> and then Tanya says, yeah, that's the same in the bedroom. Welcome uh, back to 2003. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, Boomer. So, yeah, uh, what would you give this? I would end up giving this a 7.5 out of 10. I enjoyed all the stuff with the Atomic Skull, even though it led to his demise, which is very de- disappointing. But it seems like Joshua Williamson is actually telling a story that he has a complete grasp on and using Ultra Human, a character that I love. We don't get to see enough. I'm like, you can do anything, Joshua. And you know what? It seems really interesting. The thing Get is, free. it's a really quick story where it's Atomic Skull dies. So I'm going to go down to a 7.5 out of 10. The art's still good. And, uh, but. Also, like you said, that weird Superman face, some stuff like the date <laughs> night in Paris. We don't need any that of that the story that we're telling. Thing. Uh, and that you have to explain why he was further away. I don't know. But the thing is, though, is I'm not going to get too much you know, down on the fact that Atomic Skull dies because I did end up telling you that Atomic I was looking Skull. forward to this. And it was called, you know, Atomic is the name of this yeah. arc. So I'm like, oh, man, we haven't gotten Atomic well. Skull. So when he died, I was upset. But it leading into... Into Ultra Humanite, though, I thought, okay, because I ended up saying to you, and it looks like Atomic Skull dies in Ultra Humanites at the end. I don't understand. And you even like, oh, that sucks. And I thought he was going to mess something up. But he doesn't. And nope, so I'm, I'm still looking forward to it. Yes, it's a shame with Atomic Skull. And I think me and you may be the biggest Atomic Skull supporters, especially as a hero. And uh, yeah, that, that seems to be done and probably is done in a roundabout way now that I think about it so that he can eventually come back and he'll forget about this hero stuff. And we're going to have him be a villain again, reset. But I did like the idea that I was upset originally. Atomic Skull. Right. I, I liked him. As, I mean, just him with the police uniform on. 
on. He's going working. The beat was so cool. It was funny because he was trying to learn That's how funny. to it do things too. Suit police yeah. uniform. Oh, it was the best. I, I really enjoyed that. But yeah, I, I gave it an eight. I actually gave it an eight. I was very impressed nice. with the continuity and I liked the story. He didn't mess anything up. Yeah, I would have Not liked a little more of the story going, but I am looking forward to this. I'm finally looking forward to and a also, book that I want to look ultra forward human to. Ultra Humanite, Jim. I know. He, I would say that he might go bananas. There he is. <laughs> Let's go eight, Jim. I wanted to tie it in. That ties it in as well. I thought you said naked. Oh, my. It's like we're in a time machine. But we're going to go off now to uh, some more books. Get it pretty down Cause I'm sick of this Quarantine From COVID-19 And I can't hide from my wife and kids This quarantine's taking forever Every time I try to record in my room Yelling and screaming's all I hear I'm getting close to killing someone Cause I can't get out No one here's listening to me I'm getting pretty down Cause I'm stuck in Hello, everybody, and it's me back, just myself. Me, myself, and I, as De La Soul once sang... To talk about Deceased Hope at World's End, Chapter 2, the digital-only book that continues the deceased story. Tom Taylor, obviously, writing that art by Ronaldo Guedes, uh, colors by Rex Locus, letters by Seda Timofante. And this is Chapter 2. And Chapter 1, if you did not read it, ended up starting when the anti-life infection started. Just we're getting a point of view of a Jimmy Olsen who ends up even talking in the, it's a flashback of him telling. He's in the future talking back at what ended up happening. He ends up kind of saying this infection and the anti-life war that is coming. I'm a war reporter, war photographer here. This is how it went down. And it was very recap heavy. It was so that everybody can get on board with the whole deal, even if you didn't read the first six issue mini or even the Unkillables three issue mini that had just ended when this started. And I wasn't a huge fan of the first six issue mini of Deceased. I didn't think that it was anything special. I thought that Tom Taylor, who I love, one of my favorite writers, It just didn't feel like a story of his. Yes, a ton of people died. That's the thing that you're going to say is the cliche of a Tom Taylor book. The issue that I have, though, is the humor character work that leads to you falling into love with characters for then having them die and really hit you hard was not there for me. It seemed like he was relying just on the fact, okay, these are big characters. I don't really need to develop a Superman. So when he turns, that'll be the big moment. That didn't get me that much. A lot of people loved it. Tons of people loved it. That's why we're getting a lot of deceased after that. I understand that. Unkillables, the first issue, wasn't really down with it. The second and third issues of Unkillables made me a deceased fan. And I thought because they were more Tom Taylor books. The idea that I ended up falling in love with the Creeper and then having the Creeper Solomon Grundy team up being a great thing. 
That's Tom Taylor. That's where I said, when you fall in love with a character in a Tom Taylor book that you normally wouldn't care about, you're about an issue away from that character dying a grisly death. That's just what happens. He is setting you up. Also, what happens then, and maybe a two issues because you'll have an issue that gets you off your guard. You might have a, a little red herring, a false start kind of deal where you would think, oh, my God, they're going to, oh, they didn't die. Hoo-wee. And you settle, but, oh, no, they're dead. And that's what usually happens. But that is because he has done some character work with those characters and usually through humor, usually through some, you know, funny little jokes, some asides, some, you know, conversations, a lot of times between characters who normally don't deal with each other. This happened a lot in Injustice. One of the things I'll say, the Harley Quinn, Black Canary, Green Arrow you know, trio in Injustice is still, in my mind, one of the best trios ever in any comics, and you would never think that that would be the case. So I was waiting for that, and I did get it in Unkillables, and by the end of that, I said, I want some more Deceased. Finally, I'm on board. I can get on board with everyone else. We can all have fun, not realizing that they had just surprise released this that day, I actually was talking, and it's one of those where I'm talking a lot of crap. You know, oh, man, I, I'd review 17 deceased books if they came out right now. What? There's another one? Oh, crap. I got to work. I got to do some work. I'm a lazy man. I was just spouting off, I, I, thinking that the next thing we're going to get is Dead Planet. Well, we get this, and the first issue, very heavy on the recap. It, it's setting up everybody. So if you just ended up somehow, that's the first deceased thing that you ended up reading. You're getting a setup of how the anti-life virus ended up showing up in digital devices, how it ended up spreading, how you ended up having Superman, because it was told through the point of view of Jimmy Olsen, who I love. And you end up even seeing the kind of deal that you're dealing with him talking in the future as a flashback of how it started. And you see a grim, grisly Jimmy Olsen, which really does set the deal that that is a good take because jimmy olsen is a goofy kid he is a fun goofy kid who's always just it has the weirdest comments and he's he's always happy it seems and stuff like that to have him missing an eye as a grizzly war or reporter slash photographer really sets this grim world like full out you know what i mean so i did like that but still it was just recap and i was excited by the end because you have the promise of this anti-life war so okay let's see what that's all about that sounds pretty darn cool where you open up this issue and now through another point of view this a black adam and conduct of when the anti-life equation the anti-life virus hits now it, it is going through this and One of the things is you ended up having Deceased and then the Unkillables, and then all of a sudden we had a worldwide shutdown. We ended up having COVID-19, and I know that people in the Slack, in the Patreon, get fresh croup, boom, boom. A lot of people are talking like, boy, it's weird reading about Deceased now because we're all shut down with a virus, things like that. Now, this wasn't the play that tom taylor knew about covid while he was writing either of those they seemed to come out and it just happened to be that way it just felt odd now at this point he's had some time while this stuff has gone on and i think that he is playing with this i think that this issue has a subtle bit of politics to it and how you're going to use it is conduct black adam who 
is kind of a political guy in the fact that everything for him is conduct and that's the best and he's going to protect his own and his borders, all these things. So when you end up and, and pretty much he is a dictator, he's a despot of conduct. So when the equation hits, he ends up being able to flip a switch and turn off, you know, disconnect conduct. It ends up playing out well the way this is set up because of the idea that he can do that. You know, but the thing is, he's a little late and you end up having that little side where you do have it spread and initially hit through digital. Then it's like, well, then it's spread a little by the the blood. And this was something that me and Eric has had a problem with all along. But he ends up pretty much using the idea and in this. And I like the idea that you do get Black Adam and it's going to spell out the gods that he's using. We don't hear that a lot. And it is the wisdom of Zahudi. You don't hear that. It's not as prevalent as, you know, the wisdom of Solomon for Shazam. So I did like this. And so you end up where he is using the wisdom of a god. He's using the wisdom. And a god is somebody who the wisdom's going to be, I don't care about the few. He, a god would not care, at least his god, you know, Zahudi is not going to care about two people if you can end up with them getting killed could save 10,000. There is not a line in the sand that is drawn by Black Adam. So you do see this and you see that he goes. And so he ends up stopping the infection, at least as it started. There are infected and Black Adam's going to go and take them down. Now, as he goes to take them down, if you unfortunately are in a group getting attacked by, you know, you, you and your wife and kid are getting attacked by a bunch of anti-life zombies, he's going to kill all of you because you might have been infected anyway. You might, you might not. Everybody dies. So basically go in and he's purging out to the extreme this virus. So he ends up in, and where this does lead, though, is he doesn't seem to fully agree what he's doing is the greatest thing, and he ends up wanting to get reassurance. He ends up wanting to have somebody, everybody tell him that what he is doing is the right thing and the right thing for his people, because that is, whether or not Black Adam is a villain, he cares about his people, uh, you know, in conduct, but... Is this going over the line? And he ends up having his advisor. And one of the things that he wants to, you know, have his advisor tell him, and I I think that he just wants his advisor to agree. He's like, why aren't you a yes man? You know, hey, I saved conduct. I'm sorry, though. You're sorry. Well, what do you mean? Well, you know, I had to do some bad things. But the, the people, they know that I'm doing good, right? They know that I have to do this, Correct. Well, you know, you're kind of killing a bunch of people, and I don't know about that, whatever. But as this goes on, you add to this because now it's a worldwide infection. You end up, and we, we know for a fact from the unkillables that you had that refuge in Gotham, the whole Poison Ivy deal. You also had Themyscira. You had a bunch of places that were being used as refuge. And when Martian Manhunter ends up going to Wonder Woman and Superman and ends up telling them as they're busy trying to save people. So there's that juxtaposition of a Superman who's just there to try to save people. And then the Black Adam, on the other hand, just saving his people, but by any means necessary. Martian Manhunter comes and says, 
I think I found another, uh, you know, I, another refuge. I think I found another place where people can go that is free. And, and really, the idea of conduct having a close, but that makes it a good refuge. It, you know, he has closed the borders. And, you know, Martian Manhunter says that. I think Superman, Wonder Woman, we should go and talk to Black Adam. Let's go and check it out. So they do go and say, hey there, Black Adam. Uh, you know, the, the whole world's having problems. We're, we're having a ton of problems. Is there any way that we can get these survivors and bring them to safety within your borders? And he's like, no. Why would you think there's safety within my borders? Well, we ended up finding it. We ended up seeing the safety. You have kind of done this. Can we please come and bring people? And he's like, no, I didn't even give you you know, any sort of permission to enter. And especially because they know this information because Martian Manhunter has gone in and seen. And yeah, they say, no, you can't do this. This is my country. I have worked to get this. I've torn through the monsters. And really what I've done, you could do Superman. You can clear the whole world out the way I did here at Conduct if you just would go the extra step. If you would actually be a hero to, to Black Adam at this point, that's to be a hero. You end up going through this. You end up destroying everyone. And yeah, if you have some collateral damage, that's just what's going to happen. And you have Superman like, hey, I have compassion. Well, that's your weakness. Wonder Woman says compassion isn't weakness. This is ridiculous. And what Black Adam says is my people don't need compassion. They need to know they will end you will end the unliving to save them. That Superman and Wonder Woman, you, you, they have to know that you're going to go that mile, but they're not going to. And then Superman has the best line in this. And it is a line that ends up screwing Black Adam over because I think that he worries about this. And he actually thinks of it as they leave. He says, listen, you're making the choice with the wisdom of a god for the world and for conduct. Think on this with the heart of a man. And this does seem to get to Black Adam. And he's just like, you guys get out of here. You know, you don't have diplomatic immunity. It's been revoked. Get out of here. I don't want you here. So they do leave. Uh, you know, and you have Black Adam return to his his advisor. And even saying about Superman, Superman has a big power. Tom Taylor's giving you the Superman deal. He has a big power. He's very persuasive. He is he's the big boy scout. If he says something you're pretty much going to be on the line that that is the right thing to do. Whether or not you're mad at it, whether or not it isn't something you would normally do, you can kind of count on it being the right thing to do because it is Superman. And you end up having Black Adam continue this conversation with his advisor. Do you think I'm doing the right thing? Well, I believe you think you're doing the right thing. And like, listen, this is not the, the yes man. The, I need a hype man. Where's Flavor Flav? I need him because he'd just say, yeah, boy, check the time and then we'd be done. And he says, you know, is this the right thing to do for the people? Do they see that? I, and, and his advisor says, yes, you did the right thing. But but do the people where he, he really cares what the people think, do the people know that what I did, do the people understand that the reason I did some of these bad things is for the good of them overall, for them to live, for them to get through this. And I, and even to the point where he thinks Superman should do this. And yes, you ended up with the advisor saying, well, they kind of are hurting 
eventually they'll come to realize you did the right thing. Eventually they'll realize that we we saved everybody because we shut the borders, because we ended up going and purging all of this. And then, yeah, some innocent people did die, but it was for the good of all. And that doesn't change the fact that there are families that are ripped apart. There are people that are looking to just really destroy Black Adam getting mad. But they they probably would eventually come around, not come around, but at least say, well, and, and get to the point where, okay, my father and sister died, but it did end up being for the cause and things. This is conduct. So Black Adam, though, he needs to hear from the people and he, he kind of needs to go around you know, a little undercover. It's like undercover boss here. It's undercover despot going on where he is going to say Shazam. He's no longer Black Adam. He's just himself. But they do have these royal garbs on. So somebody does recognize him, at least from being from the palace. But they go around. They're walking through town, seeing as people are cleaning up, seeing as people are upset, crying, you know, all this come across a woman and they're like okay well let's see what she thinks and they go over hey are you all right are you you from the palace it's all right just speak you can say whatever you want and she's like well you know i am kind of a little upset here i had some problems my son he was hurt in our lord's attack and that's where black adam not as black adam it's black adam did not attack he you know, he already is trying to, you know, kind of play it his way. He's just a well, black Adam attack. No, no, no. That was that that was that was a rescue mission. That that's what he had to do. But he is seeing that it is personal for some people that if you have your son, daughter, whatever, they're killed, you're not gonna look at it right away as okay, it was for the good of everything. Well, can I see him? Maybe I can help him. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm locked in a room here. Uh and yeah. The thing is, this is supposed to be a big surprise. And to me, it wasn't, and it is a little hokey, and this is why you ended up having Black Adam not being Black Adam at this point, because this lady's like, he's in his room, he's in pain, opens it up, oh no, he's infected. It is a demon child infected, ends up just scratching Black Adam across the chest. He's infected, he's done. This is how Black Adam ended up being infected, and as this happens, he yells Shazam, and now Shazam is part of the anti-life army deal starting it up. And it says next king of the anti-life army. So this is going to be. And even when he ends up turning into Black Adam back in the Black Adam where he's infected, he just scratches his face. Every, ah, you know, the whole deal. And I, I saw some people that really thought that it was goofy. This cliffhanger. I, I kind of saw it coming, but I did like it enough. I like the idea. <laughs> That Black Adam does kind of get persuaded to follow his heart a little to see if everybody how they are from Superman coming. That just leads them getting infected. But I, I did like it. I, I like it enough. I gave this a 7 out of 10. This is not a series that I think is a must read yet. Even if you are a deceased fan, I can't say it's a must read. Hopefully it does get to that as we go. Tom Taylor seems to be taking his time with this. And you end up always having a weird pacing for the digital-only books because you, you get enough. I mean, you get 17, 18 pages, 20, but they are big pages, and usually two issues are usually printed as one, or two chapters are printed as one print issue. So you are kind of getting half things each time, things like that. So it, it 
tends to at the end like, oh, I, I like that, but I didn't get enough. But you kind of don't each time because of the way they're set up. And it's hard to review sometimes that way. Again, though, this is still set up. I, I, I'm looking forward to when we get to this war, when we get to see something. I'm looking forward to the characters and the development. Like I said, you add the Black Adam and the, the character development here and the line here that I did really like was you're thinking with the wisdom of a god at this point with what's going on on Earth. You, you got to think with the heart of a man. You got to decide with your heart if what you're doing is right because a god's wisdom at points with this sort of thing is a little skewed because gods they tend to be fickle they tend to be very selfish they tend to not look at each individual person a lot and i'm not this is not a a railing in on religion or anything like that i'm talking about how we get especially these ancient gods in these sort of things in comic books and stuff like that so overall i give it a seven out of ten the art's okay uh, the problem is, is I don't like the way Black Adam looks at points, and he's kind of the main character, and that kind of throws things off for me. But it does fit the whole gritty, deceased-type motif, so that's pretty good. But that is it. Seven out of ten, I'm still waiting to fall in love with this. But with that done, we're going to go off to a couple more books with me and Eric to finish up the podcast. Well, he stares into the mirror, moosing up his hair, blows kisses to himself, and he really thinks that tear is tear. Well, that's just Eric Shay. Looking for a star screen, or maybe a hot cap. Spends all his money buying all that crap. Well, that's just Eric Shay. And we are back with a couple of books here and some, you know, there it's the Wonder Woman section, I That's guess. Right. It's you know, kind of. She doesn't seem to be as featured anymore in the JLD book, uh, but she's there and it ends up with her kind of ending it, you know, kind of ready to go but we're gonna she's start with, a part of the she, come on she isn't she's just hanging around with animal man just sitting there you know going through the motions well she is part of her regular book that that's we're right start with wonder woman 756 but did she need to be there it is my main question as we go through this because it is again i'm going to my notes here wonder woman number 756 written by steve orlando he has two more issues after this. So we're going to finish this up in two more issues, I believe, and then we will have Mariko Tamaki on. So he's got some work to do uh, to get this because there's a lot of setup. Uh, but it's art by Jesus Moreno, Vicente Cifuentes, Romalo Fardo Jr., and Pat Brousseau. Steve Orlando does a little recap and a little stalling before ending this issue, finally seeing the horsewomen about to attack Themyscira. The way it played out, though, we really didn't need much of the issues leading up to it but hopefully things will pick up for here for me and also i love the art i thought the art was great in this that is most of my positive part of the score the rest of my score for steve orlando stuff pretty much just down the middle It, it again it's nothing that infuriated me but it was nothing that got me more excited for them i really the idea of the four horsewomen now the three plus one horsewomen i, I don't know how the math goes well, now because this became the fourth horsewoman she's good actually i think she just put herself in there she's the first horsewoman I, i'm waiting for something to come about of where you needed these numbers except to fit the most we had a brand 
We got to well, keep the brand I, going. I put it in my review. I said, is it just branding that was setting that? Because you already, you better call the silk screener. Stop well, the presses. These the shirts entire better time stop. Leading up talking about if Donna Troy is going to show up as the effective, she was going to be Deathbringer being the fourth some night. Or even the idea that, you know, Donna Troy herself, but like, ultimately we even decided, I think like two issues ago, two issues ago, War Master is going to be one of the four horsewomen. Well, I guess you can say that, that if you are going to add it up and do that, she, I, she should have just said, ah, screw it. I'm the fourth. But with that, we have I devastation, genocide, I, I, Armageddon, the funny thing, and War Master. Did you, did you think that Donna was ever going to join? Did you? Well, it, not, you not might once have she was the little. Deathbringer. I thought it would okay. be a cool idea for her to go. So, like, we talked about that. If it was the infected last, still. Yeah. Exactly. If she, if but it was you still didn't infected. besides that. No, you no never I, never, thought. I never did. I think that that's why Steve Orlando did this. I think he said the four horsewomen only because he wanted us to assume that it was a given that no matter what, Donna Troy would eventually just join them anyway. And that would be the big surprise is, oh, my God, she didn't join. I, I, I wish that at the end, just somebody came about, you know, Cheetah. Hey, what's going on? Me, me out up oh, you're one of them get on a horse let's ride uh, because <laughs> I, it, I, think, I, I think it was just a play giganta on a little teeny horse I like that. Uh, but i think it was trying to kind of not trick us but to make it so that we thought it still well, could happen when we didn't think it all along it very like you know minusculely about the idea that you know donna and what woman are on the yachts because she's pissed off ever since she found out that like like she was made to be a weapon against Wonder Woman and this whole thing where we've been bringing Donna in slowly, the idea of like it doesn't work very well by the end because, you know, here you and I are sitting I'm like, Donna's not going to do that. She's a hero. Even the idea if we go back to Titans where she's afraid that she will become the villain Troya in the future, it's like it's all waiting here, but for how little much we've had Donna besides for her Deathbringer one-shot during the year of uh, the villain infected story, you don't really just have her being a villain though. She's just been on the outs a little bit. Yeah, and it's pretty much a letters from Cleo situation. And the here and now, Eric, she's always going to be good. It's always going to have that idea that I could go bad later or I was bad. But, you know, that's where we like. Why didn't she call herself Troya when she was infected? I don't know. I I actually, I think I was going to ask that. I don't think that that's good on the cover. It's not good on the marquee. Well, she used to be called Troya back in the day, even as a good character. Yeah, but I think that you want somebody to see Deathbringer, and oh my goodness, that sounds edgy. (laughs) When they're like, Troya. my attention. Isn't isn't that a town in Ohio? I don't need to hear about that. Look at this person. I think this is Grail. No, that's Donna Troy infected. I can't tell the difference. Deathbringer. Oh my goodness, Deathbringer. But yes, where's, you know, Grail, unfortunately, for the four horsewomen that might be something though that you might that want could to have been keep something a handle though the mascara, the where Here's she's the thing. still at she might still be Maybe. there she may be the four horsewomen now that you say that she might be the fourth as you go she's the ringo uh, of these four horsewomen beetles but when when you're doing this Where's the circle I, I, I don't know yeah i don't know if you have heard this before but you end up having paula or Helen, Paula as Von you Gunther. keep getting from Wonder Woman and Paula. I, I go by Paula now, you jerk. That's my Wonder Woman name, and I don't like it. So she's going by that. But get this. She is going to threaten Wonder Woman that if Wonder Woman doesn't open that portal of Themyscira, there's going to be trouble. And Wonder Woman, though, she has to not go with that, but in also apologize and, and pretty much say to Paula, I'm sorry that I kind of lied to you and things like that. Nothing in this really extends or progresses any sort of plot. You are pretty much at this point. At one point, I thought that Donna Troy and the those that was the stall 
that we had to get through the Paula and the Diana stuff. But you're just waiting in this issue for Donna to say no. So then you could just get on with it and get the Themyscira. But to get to that point, you still need some Wonder Woman. And I don't know, Paula, the introspective so they go back and forth. Paula and Wonder Woman, where we do have Wonder Woman, she did do, she did do right by your and my standards for the idea that we took this young girl away from Nazis and actually gave her a life. But she lied to her her entire life. The truth sayer, the truth bringer, the truth queen, as I think Steve Orlando likes to call Wonder Woman. So the idea that Wonder Woman, while doing something good, has lied to this woman and essentially created her own villain a little bit. It's a nice introspective look in my mind to see Wonder Woman realizing that she was wrong to a degree. We had that for the last three issues. Last issue, she left Boston to go and get teleported to Paula as she once again was told, about Paula, yeah. once again said too, oh man, I shouldn't have lied to her, you know, but I was trying to protect her. Then ends up going to Paula saying, yeah, I, I cared for you. You're like a family to me. What? Oh no, my ancestors again. And then in this, I cared about you. You're my family. Oh, oh, oh no, the ancestors. It's, this, it's the exact same thing that we keep getting. There, there is no progression. And even then, Steve Orlando either is playing off something here that's weird, but at one point you end up Diana saying, oh, you know what? I'm sorry, I lied. And it seems as if Paul is taking that as the lie about the Amazons versus the Valkyrie, and it, it seems skewed. Even that, though, there is a editor's note that pretty much spells out that I think the Amazons were wrong. It doesn't say, oh, it's back and forth. This is when the Amazons and oh my, you're pretty much spelling that out. But really, it just goes on and editors on. Editors taking sides. Yeah, really. And so you end up having you know, Diana doing some kick-ass stuff. She pulls that spear out and then says, I'm not making She's a choice. She's fighting a metal pegasus. It's called yeah. a wellspring for some she, reason. She called Getty Lee. Getty Lee just said, use free will. He ended, she's like, I'm not making a choice, but the choice is made here. Oh, man. She, By and not then, making so, a choice, you have yes, made a choice. So Paula then <laughs> says, yeah, says, okay, well, you doomed everyone near that portal. Well, they were already fighting. They were already going down. And just the idea that after all of this, all it ends up with, I'm not going to help you get through that portal, Paula. I love you, your family. I tried to do the right thing. I'd like to apologize. I want to make up for it. Make up for it. It's too late. I'm skedaddling. Sayonara, sucker. I'm going through the portal. This has been a thing for three issues now of this portal where it didn't ever really seem that big to get through. You just have to fight through, you know. Some other heroes. A couple heroes that were never really even introduced. We had to guess at one. You just saw them there. They're fighting. Why? If that's the big thing. And in the end, you didn't really need Donna Troy for the, why didn't you just get all three of them? Go to that portal. They would have been through five years ago. Just to try to take on the Amazons once they go through the portal. still going through so the portal is the most important thing why didn't you just go to that portal and, and why did you need the two because, to go and Jim, convince this time uh, Donna it's Troy? personal we gotta yeah, go and well, have I'm you know saying. war master here and actually give the choice here so if Wonder Woman does decide okay I'll give it over it's another win for the war master yeah well it's another win for the war master but then what does she think Diana will do just stay in Boston and say, all right, I hope things work out there. <laughs> It'd be weird. She's like, okay, here's the key to the portal, and I'll be right behind you to fight you. That's it what just, the terrorists it, it always think. I'm telling you, though, this doesn't really match up to me by the end of them just going through the portal with no repercussions of getting a fourth horsewoman. Why did you have two recruiting her when you really didn't need two? You weren't you really three expect- because two didn't do shit. That's the thing, though. You, you weren't, I guess, expecting a fight. They thought that they were going to be able to go and just say, hey, you well, know, you're like us and go. Lately, she was going by Deathbringer. Who knew? Yeah. 
So you didn't need two people. You should have had two at that portal. We could have been through a month ago. But by the end, I like the end because when they do go through, and and in this, you also have where we're going to go into the lasso of persuasion. Now, this is the weirdest part. Besides for the idea that you want to add, and I I say you because I know you're going to bring it up, but the idea of Amazonium when we get to your Themyscira and this weird, you know, Metal Seems like they want to, want to turn it into Wakandi. Exactly. You know, all of a sudden, we have vibranium going on on Themyscira. But the idea that we have the lasso of persuasion, where we go, like, this is something that Steve Orlando and a lot of people recently love to do, where we go inside the lassos of the different Wonder Women's. But the idea, though, you have this gigantic fight in the lasso of persuasion. And the whole idea of it is if Donna Troy has more willpower than the person she has wrapped up, you pretty much got to do what she says at that point. I don't know why battling it out physically inside means more willpower once we decide it seems like it it takes a lot of time like if this was how you had to do it with the truth part of nobody would want to have her use it takes too long it's instantaneous of the mind but it it goes on forever it's weird because they don't play that out because when they get out of that there was a crowd gathered around them when they ended up leaving that crowd is gone time to get into a meditative state and hope that nobody interrupts me during my persuasion time And it didn't really feel like it was persuasion going on. So it didn't play out as much for me. Yeah, she persuaded them later on to tell them everything that the war master wants to do. But like, she had her willpower became a physical concept where they battle it out inside this real, like, you know, her lasso realm. I'm like, you could have just had the whole thing where, you know, we find out whose willpower is stronger by, you know, squinting your eyes a little bit. But when I'm thinking thinking of the deal, what was the willpower? Do, what was she you forcing imagine? willpower on these? Because they wanted her to join. They were yeah. trying to figure out. No, no, just she the willpower in. in general as a person. No, I'm saying when she get in, they're fighting about joining up or not joining up. So what was the willpower to withstand their offer? That's because what, she wasn't going to do though, it anyway. The idea of the willpower it is like if they're wrapped up right now, if they beat her in the fight, if they'd wake up and say, all right, t- I'm taking this thing off, okay. time to kick your ass here. So that would be if she goes in and says, hey, listen, I ended up having problems. I, I'm undefeated here. But if she ended up losing that battle in there, which doesn't really seem to that end that greatly, but you end up coming out of that and she would she you join them no, then? No, no. Would she have joined? No, it's just all about at- the idea of the lasso persuasion where I put this around you and one, if my willpower is greater than yours, I can get you to do whatever I want. Well, then if she lost, no, no, it doesn't, it doesn't she would have reverse. to do. So that she says, she says, if I end up losing, I'm done, but I've never lost yet. She actually spells it out that she is undefeated. And if she didn't win, there, there's, she's done. She says, but I haven't lost yet. Now in the outside world, she pretty much spells out in my mind that there's big trouble for her. And I don't know why she needed to use that to put that as a deal that would happen. She said, each time I use it, it's a risk. We go inside for the battle of wills with no guarantee I win. Well, what's the risk? She, she doesn't no get the information. Her. Yeah, but that's not a risk. That seems like she's there if to- If she doesn't get the information, she Wonder goes Woman's down, dead. Yeah, well, not really. I, I wouldn't think that She had a mountain crumble on her. Yeah, she had a mountain crumble on her, but the idea of she just says, oh, I found out their plan, which Wonder Woman then seems to jump in and say, I know the plan. Here's the plan. Yeah, she goes and saves her. I think that Wonder Woman could have gotten out of there and actually was out. You ended up with that. Donna only grabs her at that last second as she's pulling herself out of the rubble. She was already coming out. She just has somebody but to join thankfully in with she her. came with the invisible jets so they can get back to Boston faster. Mm. Now, again, how about persuading them to not join in how about persuading them to join their side she persuades them to tell me the plan 
and then goes off. So I don't know if they're still involved because they aren't Can going through the portal. Can you imagine the idea for a Green Lantern fighting another Green Lantern or Sinestro Corps member or anything? Or the idea of, well, you don't always use willpower as the strength of the Green Lantern. Yeah. If we had to do this every time, like, I shoot a beam, you That's shoot a beam, and now we're in a fight forever. within the beam itself. I'm like, oh, my God, because I hate I this said, aspect if you did of this it. With the, if you did it for the lasso of truth, they're like, okay, we got to see. We, let me find out if this guy did turn right when he was well, driving. We do that we go all around the time where we go years. into the lasso of truth and we see the truth yeah, but we of only the person. Do it no, I mean, even we did yeah. it in the circle with, you know, Captain Nazi and stuff yeah. like that. But that's not like really fight. This ends up being half an issue of fighting and just yelling about things. And I, I just didn't like it. I, I didn't like this issue at all. I think that this was a nothing issue that can be just not even read. And you would know if I said to you at the end, hey, at the end, they get through the portal and Donna Troy is not, that's it. You, you really didn't get much else. Plus, like I said, you look at the portal. There's only two going through there. Sure. I wonder if they ended up not going through because of this persuasion. Were they persuaded I, I to they just go home? I think they were defeated at that point. Yeah, but I mean, they're there. She says the Justice League will come pick them up. Uh-huh. But would you think that Paula and Genocide would just go through without getting the other two? It seems like this is weird. Like, oh, is it that they think they're going to join them later? They're just going to go through now. We need a four horsewomen. Now we only have two and really only one of the horsewomen. It just, things just to me didn't play out very well as a progression of what we have set up all this time because I, I don't even know what's going on by the end except that it looks like there's two going to attack. We're going to get some revenge why, on some Amazons for tough. But why the would you go in with two? Years and years, and by years, I mean, you know, centuries. And- so, but the plan by Paula, who's the war master, yes. is deciding now we need four women and me. Uh oh, we're only going to have three women Plans and me. aren't working Uh-oh, out. Uh oh, we only have one woman and me. Let's go. And I don't think that they're going to have any chance of winning. It's two people it does against not all seem of like them. The whole idea of them going, plus this whole idea of what we can use with this mysterious Amazonian out of nowhere. Like, yeah. I think that's just set up for later. I think that this is one of those like, oh, we could really cash in. Oh, we're interrupted. And we'll get back to that afterwards it weird when the they idea rebuild. That we have this whole thing with this new metal that can really be this boon for everybody. Like what we did, it dealt with recently in the Harley Quinn animated series where, you know, they actually, you know, I forget who the character was, but like, you know, put Queen Hippolyta under a spell and made Themyscira a resort for women and stuff like that just to cash in with Lex Luthor. Yeah, I guess, like I said, I, we both think that it's pretty much Wakanda yeah. type deal. And also, you they already mentioned- have invisible technology. Come on. Yeah, they also mention a, you know, a portal, like uh, something that would be more of a portal chamber. It, it looks like it's a spaceship. It looks like it can fly around and, and maybe get you other places and things like that. I don't know if the, I said maybe that's just to set up. So the one portal, it's not just one portal. It's not just outside of Boston. That kind of ends up making it not as cool as it used to be, where you'd have to go find it. And you might accidentally go through it, things like that. Now it just seems like it's in Boston. Really, what we need to do is just pretty much make it so we can get back to Themyscira whenever we want, because this whole thing of like, you know, okay, for a couple of years, we can't do this anymore. How we get it back and we're doing this weird stuff with it, but not really. Okay, I can't get back on a portal now. I'm like, can we just, you know, pick a status yeah, quo for the Amazon? seems now that Wonder Woman can just get back yeah. and things like that and open it, but... Yeah, the portal, but I think they, you know, having it just hanging I don't out need in Boston, a, exactly. like Boston as an attack. I'm telling uh, you, I don't need and, the Red Sox to lose and everybody get pissed off and go through the portal of the Themyscira. They're just going to go through the portal. It's just going to be at when they end up saying we're going to throw our trash just through the portal. They mean a section of the town. Oh, <laughs> oh my. You've, you've been served. Yeah, Boston. But yeah, at the end, 
it is nice to have Wonder Woman say, you know, I'm sorry, Donna, we'll work this out. And she says, we'll deal with this later. It's the pretty much the, the opposite of Paula. Paula won't deal with that. I don't need your apology. Donna is going to do what's right now. And then they can talk it out afterwards because they're sisters and they're Wonder Women. And then you have a cool deal at the end. Which We're gets Wonder me really Women. excited because I've been wanting Donna, Troy, Wonder Woman team up for a long time now. And it finally seems that we're going to have her, you know, doing more stuff in the Wonder Woman book. Hopefully it's more than just this arc. Well, the thing is, we're starting up a new thing, and I doubt that she'll, you know, Marika Tamaki seems to want to do her own thing when she comes on and nothing really spells out Donna Troy in the uh, upcoming solicits that I saw, but we'll see. And, and the thing is, I get the idea that this whole war is going to end next issue so that Steve Orlando can have like the this next issue to wrap up. And that'll be a shame if we only have one issue of a war that's, well, that's set the up. Thing is, we, this is doomed to fail right from the get-go. We've been counting the horse women this entire time. The idea now that, like you said, we're going to go through the portal. We've got two horse women versus an island of warrior women. I'm like, yeah, uh, you're done. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it seems that way, but maybe we're wrong. And maybe at the last second, you know, you'll get the others coming through, but they seem to be ready Hopefully to be taken Grail to jail. Her, you know, her uh, banished Amazons that went with her are going to be, you know, stick, put up front on the other side of the island to catch them by surprise. Don't you think, though, that we should have been set up a little? Like, you, you just go through that portal and, oh, man, we're going to take care of you. And all of a sudden, ha-ha, it's me, Grail. And, and then my other Amazon shows up. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, I'm telling you, that would really be, <laughs> even for two issues, would be crazy. You would have thought that up until this point, you would have seen a little more uh, of a Grail and a setup of that. But he had been setting up the story, even though people might say, well, this is only part whatever of the story. It was being set up for, like, five issues before that we were only getting little bits and me and you were wondering Ooh, why are we, we only getting this? little bits little because bits. we ended up having the other things were uh, that were going involved going Actually, to it wasn't other even planets cheetah at that point it was like no. the gods being pissed off and boston being in trouble yeah that yeah, that <laughs> that and then going off into space i mean we were having some oh, yeah, wacky, we wacky adventures planet. Yeah, we were having some wacky adventures Still there. It got weird for a little bit. I'm telling you, I am actually happy for the singular storyline that we're dealing with right now. That's why I think I am happy with it, because while it might not be doing as much as I want, I can still enjoy it, and I think the art's amazing. I just didn't think this progressed at all, especially Wonder Woman and Paula have been arguing about the same exact things with the same exact argument points now for three issues. Just like the Hatfields and McCoys. Yeah, just saying, you know, the deal. Well, then, unfortunately for you, it's not a story I'm sitting here reading every <laughs> month. I could have went down and I could have lived that, I guess. But, yeah, just the thing of, why don't we just get the Themyscira? Let's see it. And I, I have a feeling that it's going to be a dud, that we I don't have enough time now to give more. I would have rather seen more of that than just arguing at, you know, War Master's headquarters about who lied and who didn't and don't call me That's help. That's a big sticking so, point. Yeah, it seems to be. It was for a while now, but yeah. So what would you give? I'd end up giving this a 7.5 out of 10. I really enjoyed the art, and I actually think this is one of Steve Orlando's better issues that I've read recently or for a long time, actually, because it really got me excited for what he's going to bring next. Yeah, I gave it a 5.5, and I think it's every issue that Steve Orlando has given us for the last bunch of months, and the only thing that got me excited was the cliffhanger. Everything else, it was just nothing. It was just the same thing. Donna Troy saying, nope. 
I'm not going to join you. And now you're arrested. Wonder Woman saying, I'm not going to open the portal, but the portal gets opened anyway. And now they team up to go fight on Themyscira. So yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with the war, but I've been looking forward for that for six months. So we'll see how it goes. What is the next issue? Next up, we have Just League Dark, number 22, written by Ram V and James Tynan IV with art by Alvaro Martinez Bueno, Amanke Nahulapan, Raul Fernandez, Jun Chung, and Rob Lee. The War of the Parliaments continues, but as we see from this issue, the real story lies only with the rot and Anton Arcane, because everything leading up to this is swept aside with Animal Man using a crazy power to talk to the divided and to helping the red defeat the gray, and if that wasn't enough Parliaments to shake some kind of stick at, we've also got Dr. Fate asking the Parliaments of Stone, Waves, Flame, Vapors, to kindly get along and reconvene the Parliaments of Life, which could have been cool if they weren't all depicted as just giant humans, and this entire aspect of the book coming off more like American gods than Justice League Dark. Yeah, it, it, this basically um, reminds me, and you said American Gods, I didn't even think of that, and it does, but it also reminds me of that comic series, the Vertigo series, The Unwritten, mm-hmm. that I ended up reading back in the day. Also reminds me of that bit in, in the metal where you ended up having the stories and the stories. The what's and the library and the stories. Yeah, yeah exactly. That, and, and to me, well, I guess Morpheus was on is, the know with that whole thing. It's all this, about the stories. Yeah. This always feels, I don't know, it always feels like you're trying to be fancy by, by doing this. Well, not and only that, Ram this v, one didn't play Ram off. Ram V is constantly, in my mind, trying to overwrite the shit out of this book because it does come off more like a fancy thing because it is this magical element of the DCU. But what he ends up doing, in my mind, is overwriting a situation that could be fun. Like, even the idea where we had the whole parliaments of life, the war of the parliaments, that's something I've been looking forward to for a long time. We have not been dealing with anything. We have lost focus left and right because what we're dealing with, because the only thing that really matters to anybody who seems like who's reading it is Zatanna and Constantine trying to find Abigail Arcane because that's a character we know, one we can grab a hold of. And when we actually open up this issue and our narrator of the book is some shaman-like guy from the Serengeti who we've never met before, I'm like, why did we switch focus all of a sudden? It's trying to be fancy. It it seems to, and it's very narration-heavy, which this book always has. So if you end up with the deal of is he continuing well from you know his script at least this is story and but i think the story is just the main direction and now you have ram v doing this but he wrote the script and it is very much like the tynan deal though like you said it it gets a little bit away from everything that we want to see and and we end up at the end of this issue i was bored Uh, you know and that's not a real when this comes to this book but the idea i'm bored i thought that maybe Ram V getting on, because if you remember, I did like his annual with the Floronic Man. That was I great. thought that was great. That's one of my favorite because issues the thing of is, this whole deal. it was an annual and it was a self-contained thing that actually had also flavor and different. stuff like that. Yeah. Exactly. I'm telling you, it was trying to do something and it could within that contained little element. Now that we're continuing on, though, where we have Khalid Nasur, who is Dr. Fate now, which I get excited about. He's going to go and like, you know, parlay with the rest of the parliaments like, oh, I want to see what they look like because we have crazy stuff for the gray and, you know, the divided and freaking you know, the parliament of trees the parliament of limbs this out of your mind crazy shit okay what are we gonna get four giant people one has a flame on their head oh oh it, where's the avatars <laughs> give me something we're doing this and we did add animal man in as a side deal which actually made sense but didn't really do well, that much that, we end up having this infection the whole and idea stuff. that he used like you know animal man who can take on the powers of animals all of a sudden he just communes and becomes the freaking flatworm inside his stomach to talk to the bacteria part of him like you're 
you're really just kind of pushing the envelope of the powers here and not giving it a Buddy Baker feel because you need something to happen here, which you've like written yourself into a corner, it seems. And what I think, and where I can say that I'll try to remain a little bit positive with this, everybody who would listen to this podcast and has listened to it knows that I have not been really big on this book. It's one of the books that it does bore me. The characters are not the characters I always like. And it's got a lot of it words. Just has, and, and it also, we're now at issue 22. We've also had, you know, an annual, all that stuff. And we are not even, we're still waiting for the end of the original story. We still have the upside down man hanging He's up doing Stuff. down somewhere and uh, this is what I, I i remember at, at least i can sit there and rest on that i can rest on the idea that i said years ago that this story was never going to end and i was right about tiny because he left before it ended and we have this and i where i'm going to be positive what i was saying is you have ram v and possibly because he's going to finish up this story that was started two years ago he is trying to yeah, maybe ape what is going on. He, he doesn't want to get too far away from how this book has been. So the pacing's low. Maybe this is where this is done and maybe we'll have at the end of, and I think that he might be better served, even though I, you know, people like this team, but he might be better served at the end for some of them to say, whoa, I don't really like what's going on here. I'm going to go maybe get some characters on there too. Now, well, maybe have some of his characters like an animal man who just joined in with the deal, maybe get some characters that he can start from because I want to see more of these characters. You just said you have animal man and all of a sudden he does something. I need more development with I'm like, that. What, I want to see this them power he's doing. And even the idea that he talks to the divided, the bacteria parliament and stuff like that inside his own body, like, Look, the Grey's messing us up right now. You need the humans around. Like, you know what? You speak the truth, Buddy Baker. And then we just get a voo 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 kind of, you know, almost like an Aquaman thing. That's like, and the bacteria made all the Grey disappear. Oh, he's doing an Aquaman thing. I think that the divide in <laughs> well, there are right. sending out the signal, Apparently and then the everybody gets shit. it, and that's fine. And then they get that. But in that, you ended up having this. Where are the avatars? That part of the story with Buddy. Diana and Detective Chimp, but you haven't really done much with that except, oh no, Animal Man's infected. I'm going to go in as a flatworm. I'm going to convince and go. It, it seemed like that was just there to have something for them to do. It didn't really matter much. And then inside the whole deal with Khalid, which both of us do like, yeah. and we want to have Looks Khalid, badass. I, I didn't get much of. Khalid, like I, I actually, and I don't know if this is just me or it's ridiculous, but I wanted to see more of a flavor of him doing this. This is one of the bigger things we've seen him do since, you know, the whole deal. And he just goes in, he starts begging, and then at the end just goes, oh, yeah, I remember. I was well, told something. Oh, I'll try that. that. Naboo, that's one of the things that I do like about the idea that Naboo and him are supposed to be working together. It's a deal they've made for the whole, you know, order of the universe and stuff like that. If, you know, Naboo needed a host and Khalid is willing to do it so they're going to work together Naboo is laying down the law of what he knows everything that's come before to these other parliaments stuff like that and they don't want to hear it because we've been there done that buddy the idea that Khalid actually takes the information that the shaman gave him who has has remembered all the stories from the dawn of time like this you know that's his job he's a history keeper this whole thing telling them when you go to them go to them as a man so when Khalid takes the helmet off and Naboo's like yo what are you doing like I got this, okay? Like, and then talk to them. I just wish he would have done it right away. Like, <laughs> Naboo's like, we're going to do this. He, they waste time to set up the tension well, of if, it to get to that. Is, but I'm about to go into some place and I have the helm of fate on. I'm going to let Naboo do most of the talking. Yeah. He's been there. He knows and, some and things. And then 
but again, the the whole deal of listen, you you are you avatars here. You know, we don't deal with you a lot. You know, flame. Good to see you again. But this so vapor? I, you you don't Stone? care you don't care Keep about rolling. humans. But they're under attack. We're going to be taken over. They're going to come for you eventually. I do like when you get a lot of things, even with you know with the rot and Constantine. The idea of the green and the rot. Eventually, they're going to make you know they're going to make love together, yeah. Eric, and they're going to come for all the rest of them. So boy, we got to do something here. You guys have to do it. No, 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 no. And then just. Well, we write stories about you, and that's what kind of gave you these looks here of human beings. And I'm telling you, if they don't care about the humans themselves, why do they care about the stories that gave them Ego a maniacs. look? This, it, this didn't even go with the idea of we worship you. Let's go. It's just the stories. Don't you like a bedtime story there, Flame? If it's How about, about you, me, Vapor? I do. Listen, everybody is anybody's vaping now. I mean, that's them worshiping you, Vapor. Can't you see it? And they're like, oh, the stories you say. Oh, my. We didn't think about the stories. All right, we're in. And it just is such a flip-flop, though, that it just – and you said it. I read your review, Eric, you know, amazingly enough. Get out of here. Uh, only because – I did because I was reading the issue and I was having trouble. <laughs> so I end up going to your review, reading it, and a lot of your review is saying that the stuff that happens is good. The idea these other avatars are involved, that is neat. That's, thing. That's neat It's not seeing. even other avatars. These seem to be their own parliaments to the whole thing. Like, beyond the avatars, and I want to see the avatar. Like, all of a sudden, like, you know, you talk about wind shows up. I want to see Red Tornado being an elemental and an avatar of the wind or some shit like that. Firestorm shows up as the avatar of the fire. Just think of this. Something. Think of this in the concept of, or say, a like, a, like a deceased, a deceased type deal, yeah. where all of a sudden this becomes what we've always wanted: the war. Of the we wanted the war of the green. We wanted the I war of the that. avatars. But <laughs> this ends up. Happen. This though, what like what you just said. This opens it up even bigger. But you just kind of go through it real quick and, and you're not getting anything set thing. up. You're we, just we, over We it. have talked about, like I say we, I mean DC Comics as a whole, have talked about the other parliaments. They've always just been in the background because we never have to deal with them. But they've been thrown out there. Okay. We're Where's finally going to – the machine? Gonna, gonna, exactly, machine queen. They've been put back down. Okay. We don't I'd deal like with them anymore. like Cyborg's there? I'm <laughs> telling you. you <laughs> Cyborg. He is more man than machine. He should not be there. But the How idea – Red that, Tornado? No. Red, Red tornado, tornado. He's not going to go dual. He is definitely an air elemental. So that's going to be that whole thing. I actually – thing being an avatar maybe is since you are an elemental that seems a little bit bigger than an avatar in my mind for some reason but this whole thing is i want to see these things that have been talked about briefly for years and metal men eric metal men no they'd be there with the machine right i I just wanted dr fate to go in this cave and see more (laughs) than just giant people just sitting around i'm I'm like i I, I get you and here's the play though the play is that it's boring you're boring (laughs) but the play is to get to this next part of saying Look, and I'd love it too. It's like, listen, you do, let me take my helmet off and, and get comfortable here. Look, I'm Khalid. I'm going to take it off. Oh, man, where's my uh, deal? Here's the deal, avatars. Look at you looking like people. That's only because of our stories. I wish that they said, listen, we're boring and we don't like your stories, but that's why you played that. But when you start saying the idea of, boy, this could be, this is a justice league book it's the justice league dark but now you're opening up things that boy if we would have ended up being able to have a story where all these avatars have to get involved and avatars that we didn't know like you're saying red tornado all these boy that opens up a lot of stuff that opens up a huge roster and makes this big the problem i'm having mainly with this story avatar i don't know what happened 
Uh, he it's just shows time, up bitches. over here. <laughs> now it's slobbering time. Oh, it's slobbering. I got you. He's like, it's clobbering time. And then damage comes and goes, bitch, get over to your company. I'm supposed to be you. And then they're like, no, you're the Hulk. And then everything goes uh, wrong. But you have happening. all this going on here with the idea of that would make it feel big. I mean, Ben Grimm coming over, how Huge. big? You know, yeah. you know, it's humongous. <laughs> Plastic Man and the freaking Worst part Mr. is, Fantastic. I'm sitting here trying to think of some stone hero or just some stone villain that I could really use and nobody is actually jumping out and coming to mind. Stone villain. Yeah. I uh, I don't know. Well, Clayface maybe no, you could use. I don't know. You know, he's, I don't kind want of, he's got pebbles and rocks in him. He's got rocks he's and stones. You stop Clap it. your hands, bottles and cans. Everybody, everybody clap your hands. And what this is going on, though, and where I was going to get to before I you you sidetrack me here and that is not something that's hard to do is that there are big thing Abby comes back she is the avatar of the rot there to fight Anton Arcane this is the biggest thing that has happened to the rot since Eric Shea's underwear and though because this story meanders it takes too long it never progresses it never feels big well, to even me. Even getting it to the idea like that Constantine has left Zatanna behind. Anton Arcane is back. He's taken control of the rot, and he's actually put Abigail Arcane into this weird dreamlike portal inside the rot to keep her occupied so he can pretty much essentially take over. And like this whole thing where she's just been having her dream state, like taking up pages and pages of the series. I'm like, you could have just said he put her away somewhere. It didn't add anything to the story. And just Constantine growing in, saying, hey, Abby, wake up. We're coming out of this whole portal here, and we're good. She is back with the rot. I'm like, all right, this is all that I care about. It seems that at this point in time, because it's all that matters. Adam Man uses a power. If he just would have used a power, like I need to have the ability of a flatworm to commune with something as microscopic as this inside of a person, not become the flatworm inside. I'm like, when does he start doing this shit? Yeah, and just the idea that that should tie more into, you know, it's the rot and all. But then by the end, when it's the whoa, 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 it, it just ended up like, okay, then that, that didn't really do much. Now you also get the Zatanna signal in the air. I like that. <laughs> and and I like some of the things going on. The the stuff with Constantine and Abby, I thought that part was written very well. I thought that, I, that just the whole deal, and as you see everything kind of sealing up against them but with Constantine trying to beg Abby to do what she has to do and her saying, well, where's Alec and all that. It's really cool. And I like that. But by the end, everything just you have to go back and forth to all these different things that didn't feel as big and then at the end i'm just left wondering like okay well here we go again we're gonna have to go to the next issue and start things up again and it's just nothing progresses to the point where i see an ending or at least the end game of anything right now it's just okay now let's get fight all the, the avatars the yeah, and let's go and i just i don't where's the upside down man he is just hanging he's out doing stuff he's just the upside out. down i imagine him on like a trap peace deal that he's hanging from he's the ceiling the, just the rocking back and forth just the moon of the mind hanging with hecate <sighs> yeah uh, just that's what i'm talking it just there's parts where i really want to be involved and really want to get excited but then something else happens to make me go i am mc scat cat with this i'm two steps forward two steps back. Cat, and so by the end yes who likes to smoke and you don't and i end up at the end though, I do so that well you know paul abdul didn't because she's a yes, good she girl did. You, you get at the end uh where i end up with the two steps forward two steps back there i'm bored again i'm just sitting there thinking Okay, I read that again, and I just don't feel like it's really progressing much with big things happening. 
that's the weirdest thing. Big things happen, but yet it feels like nothing is going forward because big the things big things should have been happened. here and they should and be big bigger than they happened. are. Pretty much yeah, all the big stuff that we have been dealing with that we've been looking forward to continuing to see how it's just kind of swept away because, oh, oh, it's the rot we got to deal with. I got you. Can't deal with this yeah. stuff no more. Yeah, and where you started bye, this bye, series, Gray. and maybe this is with James Tynan leaving, but it was getting towards this anyway, where I did argue with people in the Slack. Yep. Nobody seems to be talking about this anymore, but there was always like, oh my God, but look at the emotions of Detective Chimp at the funeral, and look at this, and there's already that, and we just got away from that to just be the series of things that are supposed to feel big that, you know, they kind of are just wow moments. They, they feel disjointed to me. They don't feel very well connected to an overall plan, an overall story of what's going on. It just almost seems like we are, you know, a runaway train, never coming back, Eric. Each issue where, well, let's see where we go this time. And I, I want to see more direction. Now with Abby there... And you get done with that stupid thing with the uh, Animal Man and Detective Chimp and Wonder Woman. And Time to go to the maybe rock. The, Let's maybe follow this the Zatanna is, symbol in the sky. Yeah, maybe this, though, is where we'll start to really tie it into a focus where everybody's together again. We're doing some things. Well, I'm saying I'm, I'm saying this book from now on. Okay. I just don't know where or when, you know, all this deal is, you know, going. It says to be continued. Is it to be concluded next? Or in I my don't mind, know. it will be. Yeah, I don't think it is yet. I think that he is going to continue this whole story for a while. I don't know. It doesn't say to be concluded, but we'll see. Uh, what did you give it? I ended up giving this a 6 out of 10 because while I liked you know, aspects of the art, some seem stronger than the others for some reason, this whole thing. Because you, one thing I usually do is I go into JLD expecting really good art. I don't know if that's just a holdover for when the book started, but I always do. And this one didn't impress me as much as I would have liked, but ultimately – I wanted to see Dr. Fate come in, which we did. I'm like, oh, man, this is going to be great. Other avatars, other parliaments. I don't know what you're going to give me. I was just let down. Like, not only the ideas of the the other parliaments just being giant people, but the idea, again, you're going to help me because of stories. It was a bit of a letdown, not to mention the Animal Man, Wonder Woman, Detective Chimp being swept aside with a like a really simple way that – actually, not even simple. A forced way to get this whole aspect away so we can get everybody to come over to the rot for the real story for the finale. It's just – I like aspects of what we're getting here. I want it to be bigger, but by the end, I was left let down. When I said the end, I don't mean the rod. I'm talking upside down. Man, I'm talking talking about the the war of the parliament. No, I'm talking about the whole story, the actual story that we started at two years ago. I want this to, when is this going to end? It just never ends. We that's just like the idea. It's like, when this Superman is just a side story just learn to get along. Yeah. That, that's not the deal though. That was the original story was set up as this upside down man who just kind of, we don't get much of that. Maybe I, he's, he's the not, arch nemesis that'll keep returning to the plague, the just league well, dark. Maybe he should do something. <laughs> he's just hanging out. We see him cackling and saying, you know, stuff's going to go on, but then just disappears for a while to come no, back. Well, we made a deal with them. I'm sure it's going to bite yeah, her in the ass yeah, at some point. Well, I'm sure, but we'll see how this goes. I'll have to look at the solicits and see yeah. what is the uh, deal, but I'm going to six out of 10 as well. I, I There's big things that happen. I really like the Constantine stuff uh, with uh, Abby, and I also did like the Khalid stuff. I just thought it just seemed forced. Now, I don't like that whole cliche it's trope so of it's the stories in the, the story. idea that our narrator is a shaman-esque character that we've never seen before. I'm like, I'm sure Naboo could have just told this story just fine. 
Yeah. Even yeah. Detective yeah, Chip chronicling his, I don't even detect uh, man back chronicling his bullshit sometime later on. Yeah, really? Is he still working on that? I don't know what he's he's doing. still working on his the diary. Dear diary, I'm a man bat. I'm a I'm a monstrosity. Ah, yes, but we're gonna go off now. That <laughs> that is the end of the Wonder Woman section. Thank you, Wonder Woman. Alrighty. And what is your book of the week here? My book of the week is a tie between Batman and Superman and Shazam number twelve. Oh my, mine is the Catwoman Extravaganza 80th version 20 deal spectacular. Ah, that it is was 100 pages. That's week. what it, it was. was. It was 100 pages, but that is my book of the week. Now, the next week we have a bunch of books as we are getting more and more into a full out shipping deal, which will not involve Diamond, Eric. So no. we'll see how that goes. And I'd like to hear from people if they know if their comic shops are still even going to be carrying dc comics we have to see how that is going to go down it's such a weird idea though because people as far as i'm concerned have been bitching about diamond being a monopoly for years I dc know. jumps out and does something else well, no not on my watch my, i think it's happens? because of the timing i Maybe. think that it's the timing of them saying this is when you kind of have to deal with this to help the comic book stores as you go forward and then maybe go down the line and get rid of it. It's a very bad timing deal, but the timing was made this way because of the shutdown yeah. with Diamond saying we're shutting down. DC still wanted to put some things out. So again, you can go back and forth. You, the comic stores can deal with these other distributors. Some have a long relationship with Diamond, well, of though. Of course some, they do. Uh, some people so hate Diamond. In town. The only thing I read an article that Tom Felrath had put in the Slack, and you ended up having Marvel try to do something like this back in the day, and it, it failed uh-huh. miserably, sure and it ended up having a lot of problems for a lot of people. So hopefully that is not the case, but I'd like to see what people are doing and what their comic book stores are going with. It'd be funny if it was your buddy Tony be like, does this mean I'm I don't have to you. pay Diamond? That, that is that what thing, he would do? That's what I'm thinking the entire time, but I didn't want to throw him under the bus no like the fuss, whole thing. The no idea where he had such problems paying his bills that he'd end up getting books later <laughs> under like shorted books yeah. because he owed money on something like all right we're starting fresh here baby new I'm credit card you, he, all of a sudden he's like the wall is filled with dc <laughs> books people like, what about the marble oh, marvel i, I don't know about that. i'm going through midtown with these babies until i end up <laughs> screwing them over but yeah he did have some problems but uh, yeah, a lot of people, like you said, you, you had to have a customer. relationship with Diamond. That's why he was calling you at work. He needed to pay his bills. Mama needed a, a brand new pair of shoes. But uh, with this, here are the books that are going to come out next week. Uh, two of these will be on the Patreon Spotlight as picked by the badasses of the Get Fresh Crew. Boop. And I kind of have my idea of what they will pick. But we have Batman's Secret Files number three. Uh-huh. Harley Quinn, number 73, probably a book that I will talk about on the Spotlight Friday Ooh. show because you are not dealing with that, right? <laughs> Harley Except Quinn. That That's coming into a, a one-shot in the Joker War coming up. It so may maybe. be a Joker War deal, so it may be. Justice League, number 46. We're going to go to Tartar Us. No, no, we it's have, Oh, Justice League Odyssey, number 21, where we're going to go to a no a nowhere, it seems, right? Is that you know, beyond the physical not, universe. This, this is supposed Maybe to be me just travel. talking. I'm not supposed to be doing commentary no. here. I'm not supposed to be reviewing this. We next have Legion of Superheroes, number six. All uh, right. Yeah, the, Rocky will probably be doing that, continuing on the, the website, doing the review. Thank God. 
Thank God for Rocky. Uh, we have Lois Lane number 11 that we probably won't be talking about on the show, but Eric will be reviewing sure on the will. site. We have Nightwing 71 where Eric last night said, you have Nightwing? And I, I don't think I do. Eric, it's yours. No, no. no I had I to make Nightwing. sure. I was remembering that we traded Action Comics. I yeah. could not remember if it was Nightwing Action was a part Comics of that deal and as well. Nightwing for Justice League is the and trade that in my mind, made. I realized it was. And I was saying that as a nice way yeah. of reminding you that you have uh, Nightwing. <laughs> no, I remember. It took me a bit uh, to remember, it's my favorite character, not my favorite run, and hasn't been for a while. But we'll see. Oh, it's also going to tie into it's going to Rick's going to tie into the whole Joker war. And now this is the thing: I would have loved the idea that it doesn't look like we'll get five G. No. So whatever they were planning on doing, stalling, not stalling, please give us Dick Grayson back. And maybe we'll do that by the end of the Joker maybe, War. Maybe the Joker War will because it looks like he's going to be on the Joker's side is what I saw for the previous. <gasps> oh, oh, my no. goodness Spoilers, man. Damn. Maybe that's who he was blowing up. He's going to pick him out of the – it doesn't make sense. The Gray the Sun? Bat- Yes, with Batman's Grave Number Seven, you may never hear or see anything about that. Though I am caught up on that best. series, and I may talk about that on Friday as well. We'll see. But also, the Flash Seven Fifty Five continue with a little paradox and the Joker 80th anniversary, hundred page special, spectacular. It's funny too because we just got the Catwoman. The Joker should be bigger, but nobody's talking about yeah. this. And I think that it is the timing. These things were supposed to come out before. They're just throwing them out, but nobody's talking about it. I have not heard anybody mentioning this Joker 80th anniversary. I believe we'll be talking about that on the Patreon. We you will want me to see. review that but one? But those are those. Nah, maybe we'll both do it. Maybe we'll do like you and Reggie what you used okay. to do. We'll split in half, so then you don't have I that full deal going. Yeah, <laughs> which one's that? I don't, I don't know. even know. I don't, I don't even know anything choose. about it. I'm telling you, I know nothing I about it. it at all. I knew some of the things for the Catwoman coming up to it, and even the Rob and deal and yeah, all yeah. this. I really, this has flown under my radar so much. That I'm loading it up now, Eric, to try to get you at least the creative teams involved. And it's not loading up that sure. It's the Joker's fault. It is. Aha, but we'll see. Last, ah, here it last, is. Last you thing. end up. Okay, here's what we have. I'm just going to go through. You have a story by Scott Snyder and Jock. Okay. You have a story by James Tynan and Michael Janine. Okay. That's a neat combo. Yeah. You have a G- Gary Witta and Greg Miller and Dan Mora. Story, you know. You have a Denny O'Neill story nice. with Jose Luis Garcia Lopez. Nice. That's pretty cool. That's awesome. You end- yeah, it is. I, 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 mean, I want to actually, look at that right now. Here's the thing. It's actually it's a dream I'm enjoy- team. I'm enjoying these creative teams. These really are hitting good because then you have a Simone Bianchi with Peter J. Tomasi, but we like Tomasi yeah. and he does some things. You have Paul Dini with Riley Rossmo. Oh, well. Uh. <laughs> there goes oh, that. Well. I, I like Paul Dini. Have, I did uh, until that Catwoman is okay. the story. Well, we have a Tom Taylor and an Eduardo Riso story. Right. That sounds pretty cool, right? You also end up having an Eduardo Medgueros and Rafael Albuquerque writing with Rafael Albuquerque doing the art. That's neat. Tony S. Daniel writing an art with Tomei Moray on colors. Oh, one. And the final one, a Brian Azzarello with Lee Barhemo. And though I'm not really down with that, but that makes sense. I like the team, that yeah. Joker stuff with yeah. that. So, yeah, you end up where that's pretty solid. That really is. And Eric, just to piss me off, you got a pinup by Kelly Jones. I'm sure that he'll have some big boobies in that one. Yeah, I might. But yeah, you have some. And also a Stepan Sedgwick. 
pinup, right? You got an Ivan Rice pinup, a Tim Sale, John Romita Jr., and a Peter Staggerwald and Fiona Staples, Eric. So there you go. That's the whole deal. <laughs> it, it, we already talked about it, right? All oh, right. But done no, it looks pretty done. good. On I didn't know anything one. about that. And I'm, I'm actually looking forward to yeah. that more now that we've kind of figured out. But all those will be either on the Patreon deal, the Friday Spotlight, or the regular big show that you're listening to now. We'll cover most of It's up of to the those. badasses of the Get Fresh group. It Boop. is. Beep, boop. So everybody, that'll be next week. Thank Thanks for listening to all of this jab talking that we do. And Eric, what do we say at the end? Everybody have a great week. Keep it weird. And we'll see you in seven. See you in seven.